this episode is brought to you by the Slash and Cast Podcast Network. Discover all of our shows at slashandcast.network. By definition alone, they're inferior films. Bullshit generalization. Many sequels have surpassed their original. Oh, yeah? Name one. How many ride the bus this far north? You're running away from something? Somebody broke in and trashed the house. Christy thought it was a ghost. I know you guys are freaked out, okay? How does it feel living in a haunted house? There's something here that would like to communicate with us. We're all ears. Speak up. To be continued. Something inhuman. Something that's taken a blasphemous form to attack my faith. When I was a kid, there was a place. Am I talking to the spirit that's oppressing this family? Number one, the body count is always bigger. Number two, death scenes are always much more elaborate. And number three, if you want your sequel to become a franchise, never. Ever. All right, let's get started. Hello, and welcome to the Conjecture in a Horrorish podcast. With me is Laura. Hello there. And Greg. Hey guys. And I'm your host Rob. Uh, how you guys doing? How you guys doing tonight? Excellent. Rob. Good. Doing good. Doing good. How are how's you? the? I'm doing good. I'm doing good tonight. Uh, how's the? How's the gold room? How's the gold room treating us? Fabulous. Never been better. Never been better tonight. Yeah. Does there anything scream related in the gold room tonight, Laura? Anything going on behind the scenes? Yeah, they're projecting slasher films on all the walls. Oh. Which is fantastic. That's pretty cool. I think I saw Lloyd. He was wearing a scream mask. I think he's yeah. a fan. They're giving <laughs> them know? away for free at the door, man. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, it was pretty cool. I saw a guy. You know, he didn't have his bear suit on tonight. He had a scream mask on tonight, going down on somebody. So. <laughs> I think it was a little easier without the teeth. Uh, that that oh, guy my probably appreciated. <laughs> you killed me. You've killed my soul. <laughs> I'm ruining Scream and The Shining for Laura tonight. Um, <laughs> <sighs> oh, I wanted to ask you guys: Are you guys still digging our sequel September intro that Greg did for us? Are you guys still digging that music? Oh my god, it's so mm, rad! Yeah, love it, it's so rad. I, I I still I still like it. I think I put it on my uh, my Spotify rotation, Greg, so I can listen <laughs> to it when I work out. You know, uh, I love it, man. It's so good. It's my yeah. my phone's new ringtone. It's your ringtone. Yeah, yeah. When, when you guys call, that's what happens. It's that's like, what happens. Nice. <laughs> the music keys up. That's pretty awesome. That's pretty awesome. I like that. I like that. Uh, yeah. Speaking of uh, scream masks, you know, uh, we're doing uh, Scream Two this week. Nineteen ninety seven Scream Two. This was Laura's pick. So let's uh let's see what we're wearing tonight. Uh who should go first, Laura? You know I think what we're all wearing. Who do you think should go first? Mm, I think uh I think we should save you for last, actually. Save me for last? <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. Yeah, I, I'll go first and then Greg and then you. So okay. I am dressed as Nev Campbell, as Sydney Prescott, as Cassandra or Cassandra when she is doing her big performance because she is now this uh star actress at her college i don't know but yeah i just i I realized that i had um very similar you know outfits that could make this 
And yeah, it was super fun. I have my red scarf that I'm holding over my head and I put on more makeup than usual. In fact, I came on and Rob was like, oh, wow, like you look really awake today. I'm like, oh, glad to know I look like shit most times when we record. That's good. I did not say that. I made a I made a comment that Laura, I said Laura had a little, uh, her eyes were a little brighter tonight. Talking about Scream. I thought she was excited for Scream. And Greg turned it on me and said that I said that Laura looks better tonight. So it's like Greg's fault. Greg's Greg's the one to blame. This is a freaking amazing, like, outfit. Like, even, like, the pose that you have looks perfect. I think this is definitely a top three for you. Oh, right. Good job. Good job. I like it. The only problem is, is that once you notice that I clipped my shirt with hairpins, it's, I think it becomes very, like, obvious and funny. Like, what the fuck is she wearing? But yeah, no, I can't even tell. I dig you it. can't even tell. I dig it. Yeah, that's funny. That's funny. All right. Uh, I guess you're next, Greg. What do you what do you got going on tonight? Uh, I'm in the same scene in this movie. So I am one of the I have no idea what these guys are. They're like Greek <laughs> acolytes or priests yeah. or something, you know, so I made this little mask out of a paper plate you know cut some holes in it looks pretty creepy when you hold it to my face and uh and i have my little toga robe thing going on so i'm uh i'm a background character in in laura's movie here (laughs) i love it okay you've made so many masks now i feel like you need to make a wall you need to have like a room like michael myers all of your yeah and just put all of your masks in a row on the wall (laughs) And take a picture of it. Oh, that'd be pretty that's sweet. a good idea. I mean, that'll be our don't, recording studio one day. Yeah, don't let your child, don't let your child go in that room though. <laughs> that's pretty scary, dude. I know. I have, I have quite a few. You know what I did? I was, um, I made a TikTok the other day, and I and I pulled out the um, they call the Donnie the the Frank the Bunny mask, and like I was, mm-hmm. he was this close from seeing it because he walked by and it was like sitting next to my desk, and I was like, oh, let me put that away. I don't want to give him eternal nightmares. Yeah, but so yeah, he definitely <laughs> can't see these other ones because they are creepy. Yeah, that's funny. But good. Good job, man. Good job. Uh, we, me, yeah. me and Laura said we should have guessed that that's what Greg was doing tonight, uh, getting a piece of paper and drawing that mask. Good job, man. Good so job. Good. Thanks. For for me, Laura wanted to save me for last. I don't know why, but um, for me, I'm um, who I'm calling the hero of this movie. I'm Diane Sawyer. Um, <laughs> <laughs> she, she's the reason Sydney's alive, really. I mean, you think about it. You know, if, if she wouldn't have took that deal, man, I don't think I know if she'd be here tonight. Um, so yeah, I'm Diane Sawyer. I have a blonde wig on. Uh, so I have, good. Uh, I have a little suit jacket on. I'm trying to do an interview. I'm holding a, I'm holding a Cotton's book. Uh, I titled it Cotton's uh, Apostrophe S Weary. So, you know, I um, mean, he is Jill, Jill Bart in front of him. So, um, the blazer makes this look, man. This is the blazer is amazing. Was that your blazer? Or was that your wife's? This was actually mine. This was my, my blazer. Oh, okay. Yeah, I know. Right. Yeah. If it was my wife's, I would still be in it because I wouldn't have been able to get it off. <laughs> no way. No way. But it came off. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, uh, if you guys want to see these pics, see what we're wearing here, you got to check out, uh, Twitter and Instagram at Conjecturing Pod on both those. And, uh, anybody got any merch on tonight? No merch on tonight? We're all pretty elaborate, right? Yeah. Yeah. You pretty know? elaborate. Yeah. I think under my blazer, I was wearing like my horror life shirts. Uh, I'll, I'll say that, you know, nobody needs to know the real truth. Uh, you can go check out our merch store, tpublic.com slash user slash conjecturing pod. So let's see what we're drinking tonight here. Uh, let me get the drop going. What's in the cups? All right. What are we, what are we drinking, Laura? Again, we're doing a throwback drink to our, our original scream episode, which was episode 24. We are drinking a scream queen. This is, I actually think. Yes, I know this. I drank this on our anniversary episode. This was my wow. favorite cocktail. It is so good. 
It is gin with elderflower liqueur, cranberry juice, lemon juice, black cherries, and then I made a bloody rim, and you can do so with a little bit of corn syrup and red food coloring. It is really good. Wow. So happy that this is now the third time I am drinking this drink. This is like starting to turn into like the official drink of the pot. <laughs> I think if it's done three times now, that's pretty it. crazy. You know that elderflower. We I feel like it gets a it's a gets a lot of use in our in our drinks. So if you guys are following along making c- cocktails, stock yeah. up on the elderflower liqueur. Yeah, stock up on that. We know it's definitely hundred percent was was fully good. there for probably uh, Midsummer probably. Yeah. Um, yep. Nice, good drink, Laura. Good choice. I like it. Uh, let's do some show news updates real fast. Uh, Lord, we have some questions or anything from our big announcement we made uh, the other week. Yeah, I think that the top two questions that I kept seeing across the platforms was one, how are we going to be hosting these watch parties? And I don't know if you want to elaborate a little bit, Greg, but we are going to be using Discord. And I'll let Greg talk about that a little bit because I am a Discord newbie. So it's all new to me. <laughs> By the way, did you guys happen to see the the Discord short film that they just released? No. no. Like a short horror, like a horror film or just a no, film? No, it's or? kind of like a short advertisement um, mm. uh, film. I think it's kind of funny that we just did our episode on shorts, but they just released a short video um, with Danny DeVito of all people, kind of random. <laughs> uh, and he has no idea what Discord is. So he's kind of <laughs> representing like the average person who's like trying to figure out what Discord is. And he jumps into this virtual world that's very much like Ready Player One. And he's like, I have no idea what's going on. And (laughs) they're trying to explain like, well, uh, Discord is kind of a a virtual world of possibilities. And they, you know, I mean, it's it doesn't really explain much about what Discord is, but go watch the video for inspiration. And then later you can figure out how to use the app. It's very simple. It's just an app you download on your phone and you join these little communities, these groups. Um, and it's essentially just like message boards. You can chat away and there's, it's very customizable to the different communities. And, um, so what we're planning to do is use this platform to host our watch party. So you'll be able to go on and, um, you know, chat with us while we all watch the movie together and, uh, make it a little bit more interactive with everybody. Um, mm-hmm. so it'll be fun. And what we're going to do is, um, at some point between now and our transition, we're going to, be building up the discord uh, channel which is kind of the area that you go in and you chat and watch the movie and um eventually we're going to send out link invites to people or you know we'll make it public or we'll just send out to people individually and then you can just take that invite put it in the discord app then join and boom you're in so um uh, look forward to that yeah i just thought uh <laughs> there might be people listening that didn't listen last week don't follow us on socials that <laughs> is probably like what the fuck are you guys talking about right now laura do you want to <laughs> summarize real quickly what we're actually talking about all this big stuff we're talking about oh yes sorry i, I guess just, I, I just thought about that got ahead of ourselves. yeah okay if you missed our big announcement, uh, we announced that uh, we are going to be ending the second season at the end of October. So we're going to get through Halloween. Uh, we will be back in January for our third season. And we have decided to move to a bi-weekly release schedule. And on all of those off weeks where we don't have a podcast, we are going to be hosting uh, movie watch parties of the movie we're going to be talking about the following week. Yeah. That everyone can join in on, can have some drinks, make jokes. You guys can comment and you know that anything that tickles our fancy is going to be in the episode. We're going to yeah. be talking about yeah, it. Or tickles other things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah expect a lot, of, a lot of butthole gifts probably, I think, on Discord. And Are you there know. gifts of that? I've- uh, Greg can probably make one. I think he makes gifts now. I think I see him all the time I mean, doing it. Let's be honest. I can make a gift of anything. You got to teach me how to do that, by the way. Yeah. I know. 
Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, it's, it, it's great. Like, whoever is trying to figure out what a Discord is, don't feel like it's a daunting thing. It's very straightforward. It's easy. At one point in the, the Discord short, a girl does say, it's like the internet giving you a hug, <laughs> which is like my favorite way that I've ever heard Discord described. So, yeah, definitely uh, check it out and follow us to, yeah. to see when we do this. Cool, cool. I like I like it. Uh, speaking of drinks, Laura, did you want to mention something with drinks uh, we're going to be doing for this? Yes. So, Kelly, our favorite, Kelly, we love you. Uh, she was the first person to ask this question and that is will we be releasing our drinks early enough so that we can you know people can drink them during the episode and my answer is hell fuck yeah i mean <laughs> i'm gonna want to be drinking during these watch parties and i might as well be drinking the theme drink so exactly uh you know a lot of the information that we kind of tease we used to tease right before an episode drop we'll probably be providing early on so that we can you know have those drinks and maybe a few other surprises. We'll see. Yeah, we're, we're easily going to give you guys days ahead of time before we we go into the Discord for the watch party to know what we're watching, what we're drinking, any yeah. other information we want to provide to you guys. So we're all on the same page and we're all ready just to have a fun, fun time. Yay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, let's see here. Okay, let, let, let's move on here. Uh, let, real fast, we just want to remind everybody listening now, uh, if you like our show, please rate, review our podcast, whatever platform you're listening to it on. And a quick ad read. This episode is sponsored by Amazon Music Unlimited. With Amazon Music Unlimited, listeners get unlimited access to over 70 million songs, on-demand music, which is always ad-free, and are able to listen offline with unlimited skips. By signing up with our promo link, you can get Amazon Music Unlimited free for 30 days and cancel at any time. So go to getamazonmusic.com slash conjecturing pod to get started. Uh, let's see. So follow up from previous shows. We mentioned a little bit. Uh, well, not really. I guess a little bit. But last week we did Paranormal Activity 2. Do you guys have anything from last week, Laura? Did you get drug out of your bed? Did your child get horizontally picked up out of her bed? Anything like that? No, but I I totally forgot that I had that weird headphone thing happen. Mm. And I was listening to the episode and, you know, you you had a good point. You called out that anytime I watch anything remotely paranormal, something weird really happens. Mm -hmm. The other day I tried to phone my sister and I thought she answered. And what I heard was this very demonic voice on the other end. <laughs> speaking gibberish to me whoa and i was like holy shit i think it's her voice and she's like trying to talk but it's jarbled and it just set and i had her on speaker so my husband and daughter heard and my husband was like uh that was <laughs> really bizarre and my daughter was like that was scary and i'm like oh my god she's now been exposed to two things that have happened that have been scary since paranormal anyway i uh, up calling uh, my wait, sister uh, back i wanted to say do you can you give us like a little sample maybe of what it possibly sounded like oh man <clears throat> let's see it was just like and then, <laughs> I don't know, something like that. <laughs> wow, that's horrible, pretty horrifying. Anyway, called my sister back and I go, uh, did you see that I called? I was like, did you see that I called? And she's like, oh, yeah, sorry, I missed your call. And I'm like, so you didn't answer. What? She goes, what? no. Because oh. like, then shouldn't it have just gone to voicemail then? You shouldn't have heard anything. So that was, that right. was, the, that was your home demon then. That was your house demon. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, it, was, I, it was the the phone in the attic got answered <laughs> i still weirdly don't feel scared i don't you're know what's crazy, wrong with me i must Laura. be in denial i, I must be I, in I denial told you in the episode last week you're delusional you're just delusional yeah. now about this not being a real thing because if i was you i would be selling my house now i would be selling my home it's a great market right now everybody actually you can get a lot of money laura you know but i would be gone <laughs> 
I wouldn't be messing well, around what, anymore. But what if it's me? What if it just oh, follows me? I didn't even think about it. We've that. learned that it's not always the house. All right. That's well, right. Like, we're never recording live again. Then I'll tell you that much. I'm not going to be around you. <laughs> <laughs> One of these days I might get dragged off this chair and you guys will never see me again. <laughs> well, that'll be the day that one of our clips goes viral because I'm going to put that shit on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Must be when we make it big. We got to replace you, but we made it, Laura. So at least know that in your end, we made it. All right. We'll leave a legacy behind. Yeah. There you go. Or leg. I'm yeah. so proud. <laughs> oh, that's funny. What about you, Greg? Do you got anything for paranormal? You know, all I want to know is, I, I just want to know, Laura, did you did you install the cat cam again so we can see what's going on in the house? Oh, you know what? I, no, I totally forgot, but I, I know. I need to do it. Well, you made a promise and you broke it and the demon yeah, he got came pissed. back. He, yeah, he was mad. He was like, I wanted the camera. <laughs> I wanted to be seen. Oh, my five minutes of fame. (laughs) I am kind of mad at you, Greg, though, because now every time I get notifications outside, I used to be like, oh, is it the gardener? Is it the mailman? And now I'm like, oh, God, who is it? And I'm (laughs) all freaked out when I look at it. (laughs) It's a a demon mowing your lawn. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. That's funny. But, uh, I, I, the episode, the episode was such a fun episode. Uh, you know, I enjoyed the episode and joked around and talking about ghosts and spirits. Uh, yeah. So if anybody hasn't listened to it, go back and listen to last week's episode of Paranormal Activity 2. Uh, it was the beginning of our sequel, September. Really fun time. Uh, on to this week now. Like we say, we're doing Scream 2. This is Laura's pick. Laura, so why did you pick this one? I love this franchise. Everyone knows that. And, uh, this, like, there is no other answer for me. I, I, I there is no sequel I could have picked. Mm. I I would have have to do this one first, you know. Even Halloween two, not wow. Thanksgiving three, oh, <laughs> just skipping two and going right to three. <laughs> I, I we talk about Thanksgiving way too much, you guys. Like I I don't understand. <laughs> I mean, I'm telling you, I'm telling you guys right now, like we made our announcement We're our last show is going to be, you know, Halloween, October 31st, more or less that that week. But I'm I'm really going to try to talk these guys into doing a Thanksgiving bonus episode. Uh, and we're going to walk through like conjecture <laughs> along to the Thanksgiving. I'm going to try to talk them into it. I don't know if it's going to happen or not. If you see it pop into the feed, you know, I did it. You guys can all applaud me on Twitter. Uh, but uh, we'll see what happens down the road. This sounds like a solo project to me, Rob. <laughs> yeah. It's just me talking to myself for, for an hour and 45 Laura, minutes. Laura, go send him one of those turkeys that you interviewed and let Rob uh, <laughs> take care of that I episode. I mean, if we can come up with some kind of elaborate drinking game, then oh, I'm down. That's too easy, Laura. I'm in. Come on. Yeah. I'm anytime, in. They say, anytime they say turkey, anytime they show a boob, we'll be shit-faced in 10 minutes, I think. All right. All I right, mean, well, okay. you know, all right, well. I'll be off of work for Thanksgiving or just, mm-hmm. you know. Be a good time. We'll see. We'll see. Anybody listening, if you see it pop into the feed, you know, you know, it worked. If not, you know, it was somebody else's fault. Um, let's see. Uh, so yeah, before we get into more of the movie here, let's do our horror segment of the week. Let me get the drop going here. What do you guys think? What do you guys think it is tonight? Game. Question. Game. 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 I want to play a game. Yes. Oh, I got a game this week. I got a game this week. What? Laura wasn't expecting a game. You know what? You threw me off because you were like, do you think I have time for games anymore? So now in my mind, I'm like, we're not doing a game unless it's like a pick your poison. Yeah, Yeah, that's true. This is something that just came into my mind last minute. And I was like, let me see if I can figure this out real quickly. And and I think it's going to be fun. It's going to be a fun time. It might be a little bit long. So if you guys are listening, you don't like the game, skip forward about 45 minutes. Um, No. We'll see how how long this goes. But for me, (laughs) like watching this movie, Scream 2, I mean, you already got Courtney Cox in it. You have so many references to Friends. Someone mentioned David Schwimmer. Jennifer Aniston gets Jennifer mentioned. Jennifer Aniston gets mentioned this. So, like, I want to do a Friends-related game with you guys. So, <laughs> yes. 
I think this is like yeah! just Woo! Rob, this doesn't sound like a, a lopsided game by any stretch of the Laura reality. is like the most excited I've ever seen her in my life right now. Um Fuck so yeah. <laughs> So for me, I think the most obvious and one of my favorite episodes of France is the one where they play the game. The game. Right? The game. Yeah. So I thought what an easy way we can do this. I'm gonna ask you exactly the same questions they asked the Friends cast <laughs> in the game. <laughs> And we'll go back and forth and see who gets the most answers. Uh, maybe Greg will pull some of these out. I don't know. You know, he's surprised me a couple times, but... I, I have another alternative game, Rob. It's just, <laughs> let's just list all the things that Laura did today at home. You know? <laughs> She's like, number one and two, I watched Friends. <laughs> oh I'm sorry, gosh. man. You're the only other person on the show. The only other person that could compete against Laura. Like, I can't do it myself. Uh, but uh, yeah, so we'll oh just go through God. it here. We'll see who gets gets uh, as many answers as they can. All right, so I'll uh, I'll start with Greg. We'll go back and forth. Uh, there's definitely going to be steals available, so we'll see what we're going to do there. All right, so first one, Greg. First one's for you, okay? What is Monica's biggest pet peeve? Pet peeve is uh, a cup on a on a table without a coaster, right? Ooh, that's, that's a good guess. That's a good guess, you know. But no, sorry, sorry, sorry. Laura, can you you can get the steal? <clears throat> Animals dressed as humans. Correct. Correct. Animals dressed as humans. Laura's uh, Gre- Greg's face is like <laughs> oh my Greg, God. Greg's face is like, like a furry. I, I'm getting no correct answers. Correct. <laughs> I literally know most episodes word for word, so mm-hmm. okay. <laughs> You're screwed, Greg. Oh my God. <laughs> Greg's face is like I'm doomed. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, number two. Number two. This one's gonna be for Laura now. Okay, back to Laura. Okay. According to Chandler, what phenomenon scares the bejesus out of him? Oh, um. Uh, Lord of the Dance. Uh, Michael Flanagan, Lord of the Dance. Flag- Flaggerty. Flan- Flannery. Alright, I'm gonna have to say no. I'm gonna have to say no. Wrong, wrong, wrong. You got you got half of it, but you didn't get the name correct, so I'm gonna give oh. Greg a chance to steal here. Lord of the Dance. Can you get the name, Greg? Michael... Michael Flanagan. <laughs> no. Dang it, Greg, I was trying to give you one point. <laughs> Alright, no points. Michael What's Flatley. 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 Oh. That, oh, man. That, that's a phenomenon that scares him? I guess creep. Yeah, leg, he goes, leg his stamp. legs fly all about oh, right, or whatever. Right, right. Yeah. Okay. yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. The number of years that it's been since I've seen this episode. Okay. All right. I was trying to help you out, Greg, and give you a Thank to you. I, appreciate, okay, I, right. do, I do appreciate that. All right. Okay. I mean, I right. should at least get a half point. I said Lord of the Game. No, sorry. No. Come on, Laura. <laughs> Don't be an a-hole and try to take all Greg's points. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, back to uh, back to Greg here, back to Greg. Okay, uh, okay, Monica and Ross had a grandmother who died. Chandler, <laughs> I'm never gonna get that. Ch- Chandler and Joey. <laughs> won- Laura, still let me read it. Wait, I can't. You have to to cleanly state I know. Laura's like laughing already. Monica and Ross had a grandmother who died. Chandler and Joey went to her funeral. Name that grandmother. (laughs) Piece of cake. Uh, Griselda. That was actually somewhat close. That's a decent decent guess. Uh, Athea. Athea. I wanted there to steal go. it. Oh, I I'm knew sorry. It. Oh, I'm oh, sorry, sorry. No stealing. No stealing. Sorry. Next sorry, question. Right, next, next question. Next question. Next question. Let's move on. Let's move on. Okay. All right. Uh, <laughs> all right, Laura, your turn. Your turn. Ready, Laura? Okay. All right. Every week, the TV guide comes to Chandler and Joey's apartment. What name appears on the oh. address label? This has got to be the easiest Miss one, though. Chenandler Bong. Correct. Correct. Miss Chenandler Bong. Did you know that one, Greg? Is that the no, one you knew? No, I, I thought it was Chandler Bong. I don't remember the whole he goes, extra couple Miss syllables. Chandler yeah. Bong. Okay. yeah, yeah. All right, back to Greg. Come on, Greg. I have faith in you, right? You ready? All right. 
<laughs> what is the name of Chandler's father's Las Vegas all-male burlesque show? Oh, my God. What's the name of the show? <laughs> Monica In shouts it. In she Vegas. She gets real excited yeah. when mm-hmm. she shouts it. Mm-hmm. I'm sticking. It's, uh... <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, man! Come it's on. been so long. Uh, yeah, I, I have no idea. You have no idea. Okay, all right, wrong. I guess apparently, Laura, do you know it? Viva Las Vegas. Correct. <laughs> Correct. Oh my goodness! <laughs> Wait, I have I gotten any points yet? No, you. I gave you the one. You had it, dude. You're right there. You, you couldn't. You just didn't say flatly. All right. <sighs> all right. Back to Laura. Back to Laura. Okay, you ready, Laura? Yeah. What was Monica's nickname when she was a field hockey goalie? Oh, big fat goalie. Correct. Correct. Big fat goalie. Big fat goalie. Why is, why, why is that sad? Because, uh, you know, I, I do love friends, but it was fat phobic for sure. So I feel bad. All right. All right. Over to Greg. <laughs> over to Greg. See if, like, let's see if you can get this one, Greg. Okay. All right. Uh, Rachel claims this is her favorite movie. <laughs> oh, movie? yeah. He's, <laughs> why do you keep saying? Interview with the Vampire. <laughs> Interview with the Vampire. Oh, that's close. That's close, actually. Uh, dangerous liaisons. Dangerous you once liaisons. again didn't let me steal. Oh, darn it, Laura. I'm sorry. <laughs> Can I answer the second half of this question? Well, this is your this is your next one. Laura, Laura, why do you want to just have like 20 to zero? Why? I'm tra- Come on. Why are you trying to dominate Greg so much? This is my passion. I love friends. Yeah. This is your passion? Yeah. Friends trivia? Okay. All right. Not our show? <laughs> <laughs> Not our show. <laughs> 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 I mean, we've all, we we joke saying we should do a friends podcast, and then Laura could just have like the best life ever. Um, all right, next one, Laura. Next one, okay. All right, all right. Uh, what is Rachel's actual favorite movie? Weekend at Bernie's. Correct. Weekend at Bernie's. Oh Weekend at Bernie's. my god, I remember that. Okay. Do you think you would have got that one, Greg? Though the thing is, is like I I can't recall the answers until you say it, and then I, I hear <laughs> them say yeah. it in the in the episode, mm-hmm. like the Viva Las Vegas. I can mm-hmm. hear it now. You know. Man, too bad. That's not how games work, man. That's not how you can't retroactively yeah. know them. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. Greg, this one's over to you. You ready? Okay. I think we should just go. Greg gets one. His points are worth 10. So Greg gets one. <laughs> he gets 10 points. And I still don't think he's going to win. <laughs> but we'll see here. We'll see. Okay. I mean, right. 10. Are there even 10 questions? There's like 20. That's almost. exactly yeah. what the okay. point is. Really? Point, yeah. All right. Oh let's God. see. Okay. There's all right. All right. 20 questions. Okay. Ready? Brett, Laura, stop going through the whole episode in your head right now. Okay. <laughs> all right. All right. Ready? Okay. All right. In what part of her body did Monica get a pencil stuck at the age of 14? That sounds like a bad question. Come on, Greg. You oh, gotta it's, get this it's, one. it's her ear. Yes. 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 10 That's points right. for Greg. 10 points for hey! Greg. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'll, give him, uh, I'll give him one. I'll give him one. When we get to the end, I'm going to give him like a 30 point question anyway. So that doesn't matter. That's I know so somebody, somebody had, it, it's a very suggestive question. Someone's yeah. like saying things right about it, which is I, kind of funny. I, I think if I remember in the episode, doesn't like Chandler whisper into Joey's ear and, or somebody's ear and they're like, oh, no. Right. Yeah, and he right, like, right. says the right yeah. answer. Yeah. Something like that, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. Over to Laura. Okay. All right. Monica categorizes her towels. How many categories are there? 11. Correct. 11. My wow. God. <laughs> this is like, the, I didn't think it was going to be this bad, Greg. I didn't think Laura would know all these. That's crazy. I even remember the line before that when they're counting and they're like, fancy, fancy guest. <laughs> going through it in their head. <laughs> all right. Come on, Greg. Okay. This is a good one, Greg. I think you're going to get this oh. one. Ready, Greg? Okay. All right. What is Joey's favorite food? 
Joey's favorite food. Yeah, and it's not something like. Come on, wait, one, come on, six to one. Jesus, I feel like he eats turkey sandwiches. He likes turkey sandwiches or bologna um, or lasagna. Stop guessing, Arthur. Craig. You're getting worse. <laughs> He, okay, did, he does a lot of eating on the show. Uh, he said turkey sandwiches. Pete's. Laura, are you stop, stop it, Greg? Are you giving He's it? He's got to it. Him? He's Sandwich. got it. Okay. It's the, the answer is sandwiches, sandwiches. Yeah. and that's why it's yeah, funny okay. because it's just not it's it's not specific. So okay, but Laura said yes. Okay, some more point. Okay, dang, there you go, Greg. You're on the board right. two two All to right. six right now. Two to six. Okay, over to Laura. I think it should be like two to ten, but I took those away from Laura. Okay, you ready, Laura? Mm-hmm. Chandler was how old when he first touched a girl's boob? Um, wait, I know, it. I, know it, I 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 know it, uh, 19. Ah, correct, correct. Yeah. You got it, you got it. I'm like rooting against you right now. I thought it okay. was like a light. I thought he was like kid or something. I got like briefly confused <laughs> because someone guesses 14. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's like, thanks, man. But yeah, yeah I couldn't remember which yeah. direction that went. <laughs> okay. Over to Greg, over to Greg. Okay. Uh, Joey has an imaginary childhood friend. What was his name? Easy. Mr. Giggles. Wait, why? Stop saying easy. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good guess. Like, he has good guesses, at least. You know, Mr. Giggles. Mr. Giggles is nothing near the correct answer. <laughs> no, but but that sounds like an imaginary oh, child's yeah. name, actually. You know yeah. what I mean? Okay. Rock, calm down, Laura. She's getting like, angry, being like, it wasn't even close. You know? <laughs> Jesus. Like, how dare you call him Mr. Giggles? <laughs> maybe, that, maybe that demon you called was yourself from this game in the future. She's <laughs> you know, angry. <laughs> You're yelling at Greg. Okay, uh, Laura, for the steal, I'm actually allow you a steal. Uh, do you remember the name? Maurice. Oh my god, correct. Okay. Maurice. This is crazy. I can't believe it. All right. Uh, over to Laura now for the second part of this question. Uh, uh, yes. And what was his profession? He was a space cowboy. Correct. Space cowboy. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, we got this is the last last question now. This is the last one here. Uh, right now we got uh, score is one two. Oh no, he's gonna eight nine to two. But nine to two in, in whose favor? <laughs> no, not the listeners. Uh, Laura's <laughs> Laura's favor. Laura's favor. Uh, so what do you think, Laura? Should I should I give this to Greg and give him a uh, ten point question? Uh... Yeah. Do you think he's going to get it? I don't think he's going to get it either way. I hope it's the last question yeah. of this episode. Yeah, it's okay. the last question, yeah. I think mm-hmm. I know it. I think I know and it. And you can't do that. <laughs> Why? Because you're, you're scared to lose? <laughs> I can't lose this game. You understand that, right? Like, how I many, can't lose this game. How many games have we done where Greg... I've done this and Greg wins and you're like, bullshit. And the, pe- and the listeners get mad that I do it. Uh, a it's few. Been like two, a couple times. Yeah, it's it's, been a few, it's right? happened a few times, yeah. It's been it's been more than enough that I should watch my back, I think. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, let, let's see if Greg gets it first, then I'll decide how many points I might give him. Okay. Get okay. It. He I, clearly I knows a, it. I have a good feeling. Oh you have a good feeling? Oh, okay. All right. All right. Last question here for Greg. All right. Possibly for the win. We'll see how I feel. Uh, oh what God. is Chandler Bing's job? Okay, I don't know exactly what his job is, but I do remember the the part where they're like on separate sides and Rachel, or I think it's Rachel, she goes, uh, uh, Transponster. Mm-hmm. And then Obama goes, no. <laughs> that's that what not it is, even Transponster? a word. Oh, that's, <laughs> that's the wrong the answer. Word. That's the wrong answer that they give. That's the answer, right? Oh, that's not the re- that's not the real answer, though. Dude, but okay, nobody knows what Chandler does. He's in yeah. like... 
a random office and no one knows that's the answer right they say it a few times after this episode even to the point where she remembers what it is and he goes i don't even do that anymore and now you've learned what it is yeah i, I have it on the card oh it was, part, part of the quiz i found it said it, it says his job is it procurement manager with the what? specialization statistical analysis, analysis and data, data reconfiguration. reconfiguration oh the it thing i didn't know but the other part mm-hmm. yeah. i actually know a person who does that what <laughs> yeah oh. what, it, what that basically I, I, I would never have gotten yeah, that no but idea. what that basically is is a person who just purchases software and equipment for their company in strategic ways there you go. Nice way to end the episode. Wait, wait, wait Lord, did you steal it? End the episode. <laughs> you might as well just end the episode. <laughs> yeah, I know. And end the game there. Uh, Laura wins, of course. Uh, Nine to two. You, you were right there, Greg. You got two, man. You should feel pretty good about yourself, you know? Yeah, I'm, I'm glad that we're on a friend's podcast now. This is fucking awesome, guys. <laughs> Love it. Love it. Let me know. What, what, what is your, what's your favorite show, Greg? What's your favorite show? What do you got? Uh, MASH. Oh, God. All right, let me invite my <laughs> grandfather on. <laughs> my grandfather can come win that game. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're not going to do that. Okay, we're not eating. <laughs> Greg, you, I'm taking two points away from you. You got dominated. Yeah. Nine to zero now. Nine to zero. Yeah. Are we Sorry, surprised? Greg. Are we surprised? No, I'm surprised. We, we shouldn't surprised. be. We shouldn't. All right. You so guys, that's the, stop ruining the Scream 2 episode. It's supposed to be a happy episode. This is happy. Everyone's I'm super angry. happy right now. Yeah. <laughs> so angry. <laughs> all right all right well good game good game you guys uh Mr. good Giggles. job oh good God. job laura good job laura dominating that game again uh yeah if anybody wants to email us then let us know how the game went how you liked it uh you know should i give uh, greg a 10 point question at the end there maybe email us conjecturing pod at gmail hit us up twitter instagram at conjecturing pod or website podpage.com slash conjecturing pod uh all right let's uh so let's get to the movie let's get the movie this week here like so we're doing scream uh let's go let's scream again let's scream again everybody and get yeah. to the movie part two so like we said, title of this movie, Scream 2, 1997 film, director Wes Craven, written by Kevin Williamson, of course. Laura put in here, the tag team is back again. Tag team, back again. <laughs> I think Laura just wanted to sing again in another episode. Um, <laughs> budget of this movie, $24 million. Box office, $172 million. Totally what you would expect from this type of movie in that time frame. Yeah. Um, Laura, you want to do interesting facts? I do. Once again, I have quite a few. I'm going to go as quickly as I can. Okay. This sequel started filming six months after the original and was released literally a year after the original. Apparently, Kevin Williamson had already started writing this before Scream was even greenlit. Dang, so it was crazy. in the works. That's amazing. Quick. Yeah. Yeah. And then just have to, I know we're going to talk about this in a few minutes, but the cast. I mean, it's a crazy cast, but what's even crazier is that I, being like a big 90s fan, a big horror fan, recognized a lot of these people and knew that they were doing things at the exact same time. And looking into it, I was right. So Josh Jackson and Rebecca Gayhart, they had just begun to shoot another popular 90s slasher horror movie, Urban Legend. Uh, Sarah Michelle Gellar had just wrapped I Know What You Did Last Summer and was still filming Buffy at the time. Uh, Nev Campbell was still filming Party of Five at the time. And obviously, Courtney Cox was still filming Friends. And so I did read a, a, a few times on the internet that they had to work around everyone's schedules, which was pretty hard 
difficult. I mean, you have Nev Campbell and Courtney Cox alone. Their main characters, okay, I get it. They're on these huge shows, but to have some of these like secondary characters that aren't even in it for that long and the fact that everyone was just, I mean, this time was hopping, you guys. Yeah. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that seems like such a, would have been such a crazy set scheduling and this and yeah. that. That seems insane. And Sarah wow. Michelle Geller had a lot of screen time too. Yeah. Her main scene is at least six or seven minutes long, which is a long time in a, in a movie as long as this. So yeah. it's yeah. insane that they did that. Yeah, pretty yeah, cool. Crazy. And then speaking of like actors and actresses, did you guys catch any of the crazy cameos that happen in this movie? I, I oh, didn't. There's so many. Okay. So the, the three that I noted, uh, about 13 minutes in, Kevin Williamson himself, he is interviewing Cotton Weary. That's his voice. They kind of like show like a brief image of him. Oh. Uh, this one is crazy. I had never noticed it until I read it and then I had to rewind and I could see it and my mind is blown still. <laughs> 35 minutes into the movie, Matthew Lillard is in the background what? at the frat party. Yeah. No. Yep. Yeah. I've, I've heard of this one before because this what? is why I've never heard this. You've never heard of this? I've heard no. of this before. With the, with the new Scream movie coming out, people, of course, are speculating. Like, well, could right. Matthew Lillard's character come back? Yeah. And, and right. people, we said, I think we did, we talked about it too, saying like, well, technically just he TV fell on his head. Like, yeah. he maybe didn't die. Um, and then people reference this as mm. like, oh, he's already out there actually. Damn. You know? Which yeah. is crazy. It's, it's weird to be like, why? Like, you know, why even do that, Wes, unless you have like something in your head of like, oh, down the road, you know, it'd be cool to bring him back somehow. Dude, don't get me excited about that. Oh my God. Don't get me excited. Okay. And <laughs> okay, then the, sorry, the last one is, uh, Wes Craven also cameos. I don't have the time, but he is just a random man in the background when they're at the hospital. Mm. Uh, so really cool. I mean, we remember when Wes Craven dressed <laughs> was, up in the same outfit as <laughs> Freddy Krueger as like the janitor. He was, he, yeah. He wasn't mopping the hospital hospital floor this time no. uh, i would definitely would have <laughs> noticed that because it was so awesome in the first one yeah so he should have reprised the same exact role and be like yeah. i've got another job because that was actually hilarious in the first one yeah so this fact i'm trying to keep it simple but apparently rob has like a million <laughs> details about this but uh the scream scream 2 script was leaked early on and the script was almost entirely rewritten and in the original one that was leaked they had derek the boyfriend and Hallie, the roommate, were the original killers. They also had uh, other ones I'll note is that um, in some of these scripts, Cotton killed Gail. So Courtney Cox's character was killed off. And another one, Sydney and Cotton fought to the death, which obviously ended in Cotton's death. Um, and also in some of these, apparently Dewey supposedly died of his injuries. So really interesting because Dewey, Gail and Sydney are like the three survivors, all four movies. And of course, people are speculating which one of the big three is going to die in the fifth movie. And to hear that some of these scripts and maybe they were just dummy scripts on purpose. I don't know. But like Gail Weathers and (laughs) Dewey like died and screamed Mm -hmm. too. That's crazy to me. I know it's super crazy. Like I have a lot more information on. I think we'll wait till we get into the review. Maybe after we do the ending, we'll talk about some of the other alternate endings. I guess you put in quotes Got it. Uh, of of this movie. Just kind of see maybe what we would like better. Uh, mm-hmm. I think it'd be a good conversation. Uh, but crazy, crazy, like how all this went down. Yeah. And then my last fact, I just found this to be super cheeky and cute. But apparently, after filming, Jada Pinkett Smith sent Wes Craven a set of steak knives for Christmas. <laughs> 
That's pretty cute. That's pretty I like cute. that. Um, okay, uh, Laura, you want to just keep talking and do cast? Yeah, I guess I'll just be talking for the next hour and a half. Um, yeah, no. <laughs> again, I'm going to speed this up. Not going to go into what they've done, but uh, David Arquette as Dewey, Nev Campbell as Sydney, Courtney Cox as Gail Weathers. We have Sarah Michelle Geller. She played Cece. Jamie Kennedy comes back as Randy. We have Laurie Metcalf as Debbie Soul, Elise Neal as Hallie, Jerry O'Connell as Derek, Timothy Oliphant as Mickey, Jada Pinkett Smith as Maureen Evans, Leave Schreiber as Cotton Weary, Louis Arquette as Chief Hartley, that is David Arquette's dad. He unfortunately passed away like a few years after this was shot, apparently. Uh, Rebecca Gayhart was like one of the, you know, sorority girls. Portia de Rossi was one of the sorority girls. Omar Epps as Phil Stevens. Tori Spelling as herself playing Sydney, which was a joke from the original. Luke Wilson as Billy Loomis, also in the Stab movie. Heather Graham as Casey Becker in the Stab movie. And then, of course, we've got Roger L. Jackson back as the voice of Ghostface. <laughs> no, there's like <laughs> take a breath, take a breath. So Laura. many, it's so many. Uh, when I was watching this one, I messaged these guys, and I was like, Laura, your your cast of this movie is gonna be like an hour long. There's so many people. You know, in this movie, and uh, I don't even think you mentioned uh, Josh Jackson. I mean, you know, he, he, in there, I okay. Side note: I love Josh Jackson. I'm a yeah, huge like Josh Jackson fan. I am um, to admit to everyone right now: I watched Dawson's Creek religiously when I was in high school. I'm that girl. Maybe maybe we'll do a Dawson's <laughs> Creek game next week. <laughs> You'd be fucked again, <laughs> Greg. You'd be fucked. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, he has like one line in this movie or two. I mean, there's a couple in the, in the opening. That's about it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I couldn't put literally everybody. Yeah. There's just, there's so many, so many. Yeah, <laughs> I, I just thought, you know, it's crazy. Uh, let's see. So keep talking, Laura, do synopsis. I know. I mean, everyone's getting really <laughs> sick of hearing my voice. I feel like, but how can I not do this synopsis? You know? Uh, so this is the sequel of scream, uh, you know, Sydney, she is now in college. Uh, everything's going pretty well. She's a drama major. She has a cool roommate, really awesome new boyfriend. And unfortunately, they have made a movie, Stab, based on what happened to her in high school in Woodsboro. And that is premiering one weekend and a few people get murdered. And we come to find out that this isn't just a one-time thing because of the movie. Uh, it is actually a copycat killer or killers. And so now her and Randy and Dewey and Gail Weathers kind of have to team up again to figure out who it is or who they are. We don't know. That's true. That's true. Oh, man. Let's see. Uh, where are we going to start with this movie? Let's see. Um I mean, I, I guess we'll just start with like the opening setup uh, of this movie a bit where we normally start and then I'll get into a question with you guys. What do you guys think of the opening setup? I mean, oh. original Scream has, uh, to me, I think one of the best opening to a movie ever, uh, the opening of the original Scream. So you have that living up to it and, and going into this movie. Mm -hmm. What do you guys think of the opening of this movie uh, with that, knowing in that in your mind? Uh, what, what do you think there, Greg? I think, yeah, you can't really compared to the first one because they were trying to do something groundbreaking and different. But I like this one. I mean, from a to uh, Tory spelling, from a <laughs> storytelling perspective. <laughs> that is also accurate. <laughs> yeah, that is very accurate. <laughs> from a storytelling perspective. Um, <laughs> I think, uh, I think it's perfect. Right. So, I mean, like, obviously 
they have to give us a reason why this movie exists. Another murder happens. There's a killer on the loose. Okay, but that could have been done a hundred different ways, a hundred different uninteresting ways, Mm -hmm. right? Like this whole making a ripoff movie out of the first movie and then getting these rabid young teenagers to go out and watch it and then giving them um, handout screen masks and plastic <laughs> knives like that whole that whole notion of it being revolving around it being a sequel is just brilliant i don't know i just i really loved it like i watched this movie in the theater Me too. and and <laughs> i don't know how it happened but i ended up watching it by myself which Craig, was crazy. Come on. Yeah. Don't tell don't people if- that. It just adds to the whole serial killer theory. Like, don't, what are you doing? <laughs> you're, you're looking for a victim. <laughs> you know what's funny is like, I distinctly. You're, you're, you're in a bathroom stall weeping. <laughs> oh my God. It, it was so scary to me at the time. Um, yeah. And I don't know if just people bailed on me or whatever, but I, I remember not wanting to look at the screen multiple times throughout, wow. especially in, the, in this, <laughs> in this first scene. Because it was so scary to me. Like, I, I remember doing that thing um, where you don't want other people to know that you're not looking at the screen. So, you just kind of like stare at the upper right corner. Mm-hmm. You know, uh-huh. I, I remember doing that a lot. And this this first opening. <laughs> I, wait, wait, I thought you were just going to say you were staring at like the person next to you in their seat. <laughs> 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 Which would be very, very serial killer-esque. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's a, there's a balance. So like, oh, if you're God. if you're facing the screen and like that's a, a a ninety degree, and the person next to you is, is at a zero, your threshold is about like forty five degrees before it gets creepy. Like you got to yeah. stay within that yeah. that cone of, of vision there. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, definitely like you know, two parts in the opening scene that made me feel. I remember feeling almost threatened as a young teen. Mm-hmm. What was you know the, the first part where where Omar Epps puts his ear to the wall, obviously to the stall to listen to the noises on the other side, and he he gets stabbed through the wall. Yeah, and um, you know the the thing about that is like I feel it could probably weird to say. But I feel like the bathroom stall is one of those places in your life that's just people don't intrude on, right? Like it doesn't mm-hmm. get violated. You're always afforded that space and that time to just do what you got to do and get out, right? But I feel like this scene really exposes that, you know, because, the, you know, the bad guy doesn't come barging through the door. He doesn't try going underneath the wall, doesn't try climbing the wall. He literally stabs right through. And it just, it was so chilling to me. I remember at the time. Um, and I still got a little bit of those feelings watching it this time. Mm-hmm. And then obviously when, uh, when Jada Pinkett gets stabbed to death in front of the whole crowd of people in the theater and no one does anything, like that whole scene just made me feel like unsafe too, because it's like, you know, in the theater when you're amongst so many people, this is the place that you'd least expect someone to be able to get away with a murder, right? Um, you usually feel safe and, and comfortable there. And then the way that everybody in the theater was doing that, like, I don't know if you guys noticed that pretend stabbing motion. Yeah. yeah. Everyone was like hooting and hollering with their glow in dark, the glow in the dark knives. And the way that the camera was like panning around, it almost made it feel like all the people in the theater were complicit in the murder. Mm. Which was really creepy too to suddenly think that everyone around you was going from like a community enjoying the movie to just in on this murder. Which just the way that it was shot, the whole intro was was incredible. I mean, it's it's hard to hold a candle to the to the first movie, but as far as like the the theme of sequel goes, this this introduction was brilliant to me. Yeah, yeah. What about you, Laura? What do you think of the opening of this movie? I loved it. 
I agree. It's not the original. Nothing can ever be the original. Uh, however, by itself, it was so effective. And I also saw it in theaters. And guys, like, there was hardly anybody in my theater. And I don't know what to expect. And when the opening scene is literally in a theater, I actually went and saw it with my sister and her boyfriend at the time. Like, when I saw they were in a theater with a bunch of scream guys and one of them was going to be the killer, I about shit my pants. I mean, I literally, I'm looking around this theater. Apparently, Greg was in my theater because what happened was is that I looked around and there was some dude by himself, like, stand, like standing in the back, not sitting that down. Oh, And I was legit just like, he's coming to kill me and my sister and her boyfriend. Like, I, I was so, uh, so scared. And yeah, I think this intro is so scary. And even though I've seen this movie a number of times, it doesn't get me quite to that degree as seeing it in theaters that initial time. But I'll never forget that. I just I mean, it really scared the shit out of me. I will say, though, that I'm very pissed that scary movie really ruined the scene for me because now when he puts his ear up to the bathroom stall, I just am waiting for a dick to pop out. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, me right, too. Me right. too. Yeah, yeah. I was it's like, not wait funny. a second. It's not funny. Yeah. Oh, okay. Sorry. Sorry. I was laughing. <laughs> I mean, it's the only reason I go in a bathroom stall. Come on. Oh, come uh, on. What's it called? Um, uh, I, I liked the opening too, though. I, I liked it. I thought it was really cool and innovative and interesting and, cr- and crazy. And I really thought Jada and Omar were like really good in the opening. Oh, they're so acting, good. Like their back and forth felt so like natural. It was like mm-hmm. funny at parts being like talking about like whatever he said to Sandra Bullock. He's like, oh, fuck Sandra Bullock or come on, Sandra Bullock. You know, some like joke like that. I thought it was a hilarious joke. I was laughing because I was thinking the same exact thing. Mm-hmm. Um but uh, but I did want to ask you guys too. Have you guys ever been in the theater in a theater like that, where it's like people are going crazy for mm. a movie? Yep. Yep. Yeah. You talked about. Didn't you talk about last week? Greg on Paranormal was crazy. Greg, right? Yeah, I would say the the two movies that were the craziest was Paranormal two and uh then and Spider Man two. The, the really? Bill and Tobey Maguire. People talking before the movie, getting ramped up. People climbing on the walls. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> It wasn't like that with, with this movie for me, but I have been in those situations where people are just amped up and it becomes like a whole, it becomes a whole vibe. Like people build off of each other's energy and it becomes like a thing, you know, like the next person wants to shout out something funny or, or ridiculous. Actually, I kind of laughed in this scene when everyone's making noise, like yelling at the TV screen, right? And then there's that part where Jada like yells at the screen to hang up the phone and then everyone's like, hey, shh, yeah. quiet. <laughs> it's like annoyed by her. I'm like, you guys were all talking too. <laughs> Oh man, that's so funny. What about you, Laura? Had you ever been in the theater something like this? To me, it was insanity. I've never been anything like this before. That's why. Um, so the first thing that comes to mind is when, and I was with both of your wives <laughs> experience. Uh, we went to go see Twilight Saga, uh, <laughs> New Moon, the second of the series. Another trivia game I want to play against Greg Twilight game. Perfect. Yep. <laughs> And, you know, we we went to a theater that had recently opened up and it was a 21 and over theater. So we were super pumped, because mm. you know, we were still really young, but we were old enough to drink and got some drinks. And, uh, you know, if you have watched any of the Twilight movies that you know that Jacob kind of has a transformation between Twilight one and Twilight two. He goes from being a kid to a little hunky. 
And <laughs> okay. uh, we're all sitting in the theater having our drinks, and he comes on screen shirtless, and someone shouts, we're all going to jail. And then the whole theater just erupts <laughs> with laughter and hooting, and everyone's – and it hit me. Like, there's a bunch of, like, young 20 females in this theater, and that's it. Oh, I, I, thought, I thought you were going to say it was Greg again by himself. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, nothing crazier has ever happened than that experience. After that, everyone was just everyone was just gone. It was just cheering and sex jokes and like some very strange noises. Actually, every time Jacob came on screen for the rest of the movie, people were howling, turning to wolves in the background and shit. It was like pretty sexual. Yeah, it was. There you go. Okay. That's but it's just crazy because like I, yeah I've never I don't think I've been in anything like this you know I mean me and Greg have been to Comic Con and we've seen like exclusive at Comic Con yeah people are hooting and hollering but like never like what this was it was like people like acting out things in the aisles <laughs> as like the movie is starting and, and, and I mean of course what they're doing is insane but just even that alone I mean Laura like that would be like if you're in your Twilight thing and there's like somebody like on all fours acting like a wolf <laughs> like while the movie started like it's it's just so crazy and over the top and i liked it i just thought to myself i've never been a part of that you yeah. know uh, i think so maybe I the closest was would be like at comic-con you know if you go to the the once more with feeling uh the buffy musical like oh, people really mm-hmm. get into that but like there there's a, clearly a line people aren't like rolling on the floor you know um stabbing yeah or, or even like rocky horror picture show that like yeah. entices you to like but that's more of like that's what you're supposed to do mm-hmm. yeah Th- this thing was just like people <laughs> being insane in the aisles you know and and that's why in this movie it works when he just like can randomly kill somebody because people are just like not knowing it and everybody's trying to stab each other as a joke you yeah. know so like right. i thought it worked really well in this movie i thought i really dug the opening like i said jade and omar were really really good to me yeah I-, I liked it um let's talk a little bit now about like the opening of like the college the college opening now uh from this transition get a little bit of all the characters showing up again that you know and love uh, what do you think of the college opening, Laura, with everybody? Yeah, I, I really like the opening. I mean, obviously, next step, she goes to college. And I think we see her and you can just tell by like the air around her. And this goes to Nev Campbell's acting is like she's been through shit. She's a strong, yeah. strong woman. She like went away to college. Clearly, she doesn't ever mention anything about her dad or going home or anything. So, you know, she's away at college. Um, she's got a roommate and like Randy's at the same college and she has a new boyfriend, which is like, oh, wow. Good for you. I mean, shit. <laughs> I was in her situation. I wouldn't be dating for a while. So good for her. You'd be, you'd be locking it down, Laura. Yeah. Locking it. All right. Yeah. 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 Sure. But look, to her credit, she's dating like the, the preppiest guy that I've ever seen in my life. Like the most innocent prudent dude I've, I've ever laid my eyes on in the movie so yeah. you weren't you weren't hooting and hollering from greg like like twilight <laughs> <laughs> he's no jacob man no, i'm just kidding he's no, i gotta yeah. stop talking about kids younger than me all right <laughs> oh uh, no not this again i'm getting in trouble again oh no we just stopped that we had that memorandum and we stopped it now laura's starting again oh no i'm getting in trouble yeah anyway i so i really dug it i dug the atmosphere i love how i mean Basically, this entire movie is at the college, which I thought was really cool. Like, what a really cool setting. Um, and yeah, like I said, I just really love how strong Sydney is and kind of who she is in this movie. And uh, I just love that Randy's there again. So great. Yeah, everyone yeah. loves him. 
that's funny. Yeah, I really like the the phone call joke they do in the beginning where somebody's trying to prank call her as the scream voice and and she's like, oh, whatever your name, Gary, but fuck or whatever you are. And yeah. she shouts out his phone number and this and that. I thought that was a good way to start like that transition of like what you just saw into this. I thought it was kind of funny. Uh, but I wanted to ask, I wanted to ask Greg, like in the opening when they're in the uh, film study room and you have Randy's opening and Pacey's there from Dawson's Creek and shit. Yeah. You called him Pacey? <laughs> I'm so happy. <laughs> and, so happy. Uh, and Sarah Michelle Geller's there and everybody's that I mean. I wanted to ask Greg, Greg, did you hate that scene? For some reason, the dialogue, I was like, Greg either likes this or he hates it. That's so interesting. They picked up on that. It, you know, uh, at first glance on the surface, it's cheesy as fuck. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's a part of me that hates it. But knowing what this movie is and, and, um, and the subtext mm. and the meta-ness that, that's behind the intent, you have to buy into that and you love it. I mean, there was the line from, from Randy where he goes, he starts off, let me tell you something. Something about the delivery was just, it was terrible and it was very stilted, but I went right over that. I thought, wow. uh, the, mm. the whole like dialogue about sequels was great. It actually made me think someone mentioned uh, aliens and I thought, oh man. I'm kind of, I don't know if I regret my pick because Aliens would have been a good (laughs) sequel for this month. But, um, yeah, yeah, I thought it was a cool discussion, um, especially talking about sequels and kind of setting up the theme for the movie about whether, um, and this is something that will be studied to death and there's so many different contexts, right? Like, do, does, um, the media, uh, inform violent acts, whether it's a video game or TV show or a movie or music, um, or is it, can it be consumed innocently? And, uh, you know, I mean, there's, there's a big gray area there. And the fact that they bring it up in the midst of all these new murders is like just interesting way to start the movie. So yeah, as much as like the dialogue was stilted, I still, I love the fact that they were having that discussion. That was cool. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, cause I just, I, yeah, I watched that scene and I was like, <laughs> I can't tell if Greg hates this or likes it. You yeah. Know? You like, know me very well. Yeah. I, I do. And like I said, some movies you're like, some movies you're like, you can't get past uh, certain things like that where you're just like, mm-hmm. fuck this. Other movies you give it a pass i wasn't sure which way you're on i mean i I didn't it didn't bother me that much it was okay uh but there's other parts in this movie that i like cannot give this movie breaks that i'm like fuck this scene is brutal you know the opening wasn't that bad but there's other ones we'll get into them it's really hard for me to give this a break no matter what fucking area we're in no matter what they're gonna (laughs) do meta wise it's like this is horrible um but uh, let's talk about characters acting a bit. We can get talk about characters acting in this movie. Pretty much I mean, the cast. You know, you can spot out anybody you want to. Uh, what, what do you think, Laura? I have no complaints about the characters oh, and acting. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I know I'm probably biased, but like, Nev Campbell yeah. kills it. Uh, David Arquette playing Dewey with inju- sustainable like injuries from the first one. That, yeah, like he, I, it was horrible watching him every time he ran and he has like an arm injury, like with his spine and his leg. And I was just thinking like, damn, that's brutal. Uh, Courtney Cox is as bitchy as ever. Love that. And yeah, I mean, I thought all of the secondary characters were fine. I mean, they did a great job. I love Sarah Michelle Geller. <laughs> I felt that Lori Metcalf, whatever her last name is, and uh, Timothy Oliphant were freaking fantastic and cuckoo so yeah mm-hmm. i loved it interesting <laughs> all right uh what about you greg uh, where were you at with uh, some of the characters acting in this movie i'm continuing my love for dewey <laughs> he's i don't know if you guys noticed this he's the only character with his own theme song Did you guys notice that anytime it. anytime it was his time to like open up and talk dum 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 
I didn't think that was like his theme song. I thought it was just like they want this to be like a romantic moment. I didn't think no, it was like but a, it would happen with Sydney too. Dewey. Yeah, so oh, it was just doing. Oh yeah, yeah, with yeah. him and Sydney. Yeah, I mean like that. It was so nostalgic. <laughs> 80s baseline. I mean, I just loved it. Um, Rob is so mad right now. Oh my god, <laughs> not mad. <laughs> you know me and music and movies. Sometimes they oh. work. Sometimes it doesn't. Yeah. Otherwise, I look. I I didn't really have a problem with any uh, anybody. I always like Randy. I like how he uses humor as a defense mechanism. Still, like we're not far removed from the first movie, so everybody still carries traits with them. Gail's still a bitch. Obviously, she's like the take whatever she wants, do, do whatever it takes to get the story. Um, and then, um, gosh, actually, you guys pointed out in, in the fir- in that first scene in the dorm where Sid picks up the phone and she does, sees caller ID that it's someone else. I actually really liked that because it, it tells a lot about her. It says that she's learned a little bit from the first movie. And I feel like that kind of ups the game, right? Because it's like, if she's learned a little bit from the first one, she's, you know, um, learned some defense mechanisms and how to keep away creepers and stalkers. The new killer, whoever he has to be, is going to have to learn some new tricks. So it kind of feels like almost like a challenge or you're going to see something new. So I, I liked her character as well. Um, then everybody else was, was pretty straightforward. Also, wait, who is it? Oh, <laughs> I, the cameos too. I, the, the cameos were, were cracking me up. Up. Um, Luke Wilson, uh, and then uh, Tori Spelling again. And gosh, there's just so many people in this movie. Yeah. Uh, again, going back to, to Derek, I thought he was cool too, but his his getup was just was too much for me. That powder blue polo. <laughs> he's got these like nicely pressed khakis, the woven leather belt. He's got loafers with white socks jumping on the table. I mean, it's just <laughs> his character just looked ridiculous, but he still acted well. Oh, I was okay you guys are so mean to poor Derek. Just sweet <laughs> man. Well, if you thought that was mean, let me get into some acting here. Uh, yeah. So for for me, I mean, I'm it's just not gonna really... I'm just gonna you're take just gonna off. jet off. Okay, yeah. all right, go take off. Okay, all right. <laughs> go chill with your demon for a little yeah, bit. Go chill. Yeah, go chill back there. <laughs> Um, for, it's interesting, this movie. It's so weird because, like, I, I can't really spot out a specific actor for their acting. What it is is there's scenes. There's full scenes that just are so poorly written to me and so poorly acted in scenes and sequences that I'm just like, what is happening? Like, the scene before this, this actor was, like, really great. And now we're to a point where it's, the back and forth seems so jilted and 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 forced and i mean for me the biggest one i mean of course i have to talk about jerry o'connell singing oh my god that was fucking brutal fucking brutal. love that scene <laughs> really i hated that scene it was i mean he's not a great singer so it's like bad already i have That's to hear what that makes it great no please give me tom cruise doing the real thing he actually can perform it okay we have a real issue if you want tom cruise <laughs> singing that song to you because no Okay, I have a right. feeling I know who your number, who your number two person's uh, going to be because I, I did actually have an issue with one person. Who's my number two? Greg, go for it. Um, Billy's mom. Oh no, actually, <laughs> she was fine to me. No, really. Movie. Oh, okay, all right. <laughs> she's over the top, kind of. So I was like, whatever in this movie. Like I said, she's constant though. She's constantly yeah. kind of over the top, so it didn't bother me. To me, this thing, the thing with with a lot of these people, uh, is just it's not consistent. It's not a consistent way of doing things, and I think this all has to go back with the short time frame they made this movie. Mm. Like you said, Laura, they went right into making this movie after the first yeah. one. They only gave them like I think eight months to get this like done. And like out the door, which is like insane, you know, and not including the script leaks. They had to do rewrites, you know, this and that. 
I even read a couple articles where Kevin Williamson said that he would write in the notes of the script, you know, in this scene, Wes Craven do something scary. You know what I mean? Like he was not even like doing full things with this script. And some of the scenes, I feel it. I don't know if it's right or not. The biggest one to me is when Dewey and Randy are talking about the suspects and the the rules of the sequel when they're drinking their milkshakes. I love that scene. You I didn't love like it too. I love Wait, it too. No. I, I need to hear Rob's that, uh, thing with this one. That dialogue back and forth and they're overacting in parts. It's it feels so horrible to me. I, I just I I just couldn't I couldn't deal with it. You know, there, there's there's Randy the way he's talking doesn't seem it doesn't seem fluid at all. It seems like he's like reactionary to things, not the way he normally speaks in most of this movie. Uh, Dewey in, in those scenes, like there's, there's the whole scene where he talks about like, you know, Candyman, you know, was like a killer and, and he's bad for your teeth. And like Dewey like licks his teeth. And I was like, just come on. Like it just felt so jilted in, in that moment. It just didn't make sense for me. You like people licking their teeth? It's just, it just feels weird. It feels like they did one take and like, they're, they're like, let's move on. Like, let's get going here. We don't have time to fucking get this great. You know, it's just, and like I said, it comes from like me really liking Dewey and Randy and a lot of these other scenes. They're very ex- eccentric characters. Yeah. I, I agree. But, but there's a lot of times where it's not so over the top and it's very like more subtle to me. Like when Dewey and Courtney Cox are having their back and forth, mm-hmm. there's certain points where he has like really bad takes to me when he's doing his facial expressions and, and stuff like that. Uh, but for some he, reason, this he only seems- has like a, you know, a spinal <laughs> problem and an injury. But OK, let's just make not compare him to Daniel Day Lewis. He's not Daniel Day Lewis. <laughs> He's not trying to act like he has a real spinal injury. Daniel Day, Daniel Day Lewis applied drop a like a truck run over his back so he can feel the pain. Come on now. So he's not doing that. There's just that scene in particular, like just bug the hell out of me. What about the line? If I'm a suspect, you're a suspect. You didn't like that. That the was a fine. That was a fine take, and I feel like that's what it is. Is like there's certain takes within that conversation. I mm-hmm. feel like that they nailed, and there's other parts that just feel so out of whack. It's not consistent in scenes, hmm. and that's really a big thing for me. And that goes with almost everybody in this movie to me, other than Courtney Cox. I thought Courtney Cox was super solid through the whole movie. I mean, she's like the veteran of the group, more or less. Um, even Liv Shriver, I really like Liv Shriver in this movie. Oh, I thought yeah, he, he was, was pretty great. solid yeah. all the way through. And that's, to me, it goes with his consistency. He's doing the same thing in every single take I see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Courtney Cox, exactly the same. Even, even, um, even, um, Sid, even, even Sydney Prescott, you know, she's super solid the whole way. She's doing her thing. Yeah. But the, a lot of these other people in this movie, I feel like just they're not, they're not giving them those extra takes they need to nail some of this dialogue because, I feel it. And also even Kevin Williamson, some of the dialogue I feel really like shitty to me. You know, it just felt, it just didn't feel as great as Scream 1, which felt so smooth as far as the conversations go and talking and it felt so organic. Uh, and this one, it felt so jilted in points when they were communicating with each other. Um, hmm. so I just, some of the, some of the acting I just didn't like. You must have really not watched any Dawson's Creek, huh? <laughs> no, I didn't watch any Dawson's Creek. No, sorry. I wasn't watching that back in the day. Sorry, Laura. All I know is he's Pacey. That's about it. That's all I know. Well, that no, that's actually a fair point because this is where I I allowed myself to just float right through that initial film class scene because it was like, okay, this is like, this is 90s quick response talk, right? Mm-hmm. This isn't like the happening where we're already in the late, you know, 2010s and everybody knows better. This is like, that's the style of, of dialogue. 
dialogue back then. But like yeah. I said, the the film scene was fine. That was like my threshold where I'm like, all right, yeah. I can feel this 90ness. I can feel this and this is okay. But there's other scenes in this movie where I'm just like, fuck, this is brutal. Like, I can't fucking look at this shit, you know? Um, and that was one of them. Like I said, go watch it again. Maybe watch it again. Wait, pick, uh, your, pick your worst. Put your absolute. It like, has to be the Dewey Randy bottom. scene when they're talking about the sequels. To me, it's well, I made it multiple times in my notes. Like, God, this is fucking horrible. You know, wow. so go back and watch it. Maybe with my perspective and just maybe look at it a little closer. Don't just put on your beer goggles, Greg, and, and go over it. You know, um, <laughs> like it's fine. Um, but uh, what else are we going to talk about now? Let's talk about uh, do the horrorish elements. Let's do horrorish stuff in this movie. The suspense. You can shout out some of your fave scenes if you want to. What do you think, Laura? So what I like about this movie is that, well, I mean, we'll probably talk about this more a little bit later, but like, it's very meta. We keep saying that. And one of the things is that I just feel like this movie knows what it is. I mean, it slaps you in the face with it. It's not a secret. It's like, this is a sequel. These are the rules of the sequels. We're going to like half follow these rules, or I'm sorry, we're going to like a third follow them, a third make fun of them, and then a third, we're going to flip some things yeah. on its head. Absolutely. Yeah. I love all of that. Follow it, call it out, make fun of it, but then also give me something new. So I am so on board, but I do recognize the cheesiness. But I will say that the one rule of a sequel is like they up the ante when it comes to kills, when it comes to gore, you know, those types of scenes. And I think this movie did that. I think the intro was super gory. I mean, obviously the intro to Scream 1 is also very gory. Uh, but there are certain other kill scenes that gave me so much anxiety. One of them being when they're trying to escape out of the car. I felt like that we've seen the car scene. We've seen the car scene in so many movies, but in this one, it really did flip it on its head. I mean, he is the Ghostface Killer is passed out in the front seat and they have to climb over him. This this was like my favorite scene that's considered a kill scene. I Rob fucking loved it. Rob can't, can't even look at you right now. Like, look at uh, So, you know, like you guys you are on opposite sides. You have sides. the anxiety. You have the anxiety. You know Nev Campbell's going to get over him, Sydney. But then her roommate starts to go and you're like, oh, she's done. She's done. Fuck it. Like, nope, there's no way. So you're like waiting for it. And then she makes it. And then, boom, 90s, crazy, only to have that stupid ass, like, should I go see who he is? Should I go back? Should I not? Should I run? Let's sit here and talk about it. I loved that shit. I think this movie did that really well. Yeah. <sighs> let me, uh, let me jump, let me jump in here. Okay. Uh, oh, man. it's great. It, me and, me and Laura are on a complete opposite spectrum. This is insane. That's my worst scene in this movie. I hate that scene. I hate the whole sequence. I hate the whole sequence. It doesn't need to be in this movie. It's, what? It's so drawn out. It's so, it's like 20 minutes of, of them trying to crawl over him. It's like, that's not even suspense. Suspense is like a couple minutes and you feel the suspense. When it goes on that long, you're just like, fucking, let's get going. You know, that and not alone, which I'm so mad they didn't unmask him right away. You know, the fact yeah. that like they just didn't do it. That's like infuriating to me of like the, the obvious, like, of course you would do that in three seconds. So the fact that they don't do that and then also the scene is so fucking long. It's such a long scene and I have pacing issues with this movie too. And this was just one of the biggest things where I'm like, you could have cut this whole fucking sequence. This does nothing other than kill the cops so they're out of the way so you don't have to worry about them right now. But you could have done that with just hitting them with a car. I hated this scene. It was just so, it's so poor, so shitty, and nothing came out of it at all. What do, what do you think, Greg? Where are you at? Well, first of all, can we agree that these are the two worst Secret Service bodyguards oh, in film yeah. history? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
they, they leave Sydney by herself in a library. Yeah. They, They're like, come they, stand over here by an open stairwell while we yeah. don't run off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they leave horrible. Cotton with her, like, for, like, minutes on end. Then they let the, the ghost face killer get to jump on both of them. Worst agents I've ever seen. Anyway, yeah. that's besides the point. I agree with both you guys on this. You uh, no, 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 no. Whoa, you cannot whoa, agree whoa, with both of us. Whoa, no, 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 no. Whoa. Yeah. No, no, absolutely. So let me start with Rob. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the pacing was was terrible. It took too long, and I do feel like it could be taken out of the movie because I feel like it didn't add a lot. But at the same time, I do love like subverting that. I, w- I I've seen this movie. Um, I think just maybe once or or maybe twice, wow. and I thought I knew every scene because it's just so vivid in my memory. And I could have sworn her her roommate got killed, and she mm-hmm. made it right. And I thought that was cool. Like there are yeah. several moments in this movie where they do that. You know, another one that comes to mind is when they are at <clears throat> they're at the the sorority house and Sydney's on the phone. She picks up the phone that's ringing randomly, right? And she goes, "Why don't you show your fucking face, you coward?" And then he goes, "Yeah, that's, this is something that you would expect, like her to just give empty threats and then hang up the phone and then they'll confront each other later." But in that moment, he goes, "My pleasure," and he's like right <laughs> behind her and he chases after her. Like in that moment, that's definitely something you're you're flipping the script because that i did not expect that yeah um but i think they did do a good job of balancing you know subverting the scares doing the same formula that works and then also like you said laura making fun of other ones like um i think the two worst ones for me that were just so scary and and sad obviously number one randy's death Mm -hmm. and i remember being in the theater just feeling so terrified because he's at the height of his you know, he's on the phone talking to the to, to Ghostface, and he's calling him like a loser. He's saying you can't match up to the old killers. Who do you think you are? You think you want to be Manson, OJ? And he's in the middle of his tirade when he gets pulled into the van and just stabbed to death. And he's such a beloved character. I just it's so unexpected. Um, yeah, it's just that was bad. And then and I thought the um, the Dewey stabbing was also really really scary. Okay, yeah. can we at least all three agree that actually that sequence of scenes with uh gail weathers and dewey was really cool like it was scary and it was like effective and the fact that there's like the two-way mirrors and like the soundproof windows soundproof windows yeah come on rob i I just yeah just like as you just say can we all agree but you're just looking exactly at my screen right now like why don't you just say (laughs) you don't know you don't know you don't know where my eyes are i i I totally agree like the those two scenes randy's death and 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 dewey's you know quote-unquote death in the moment uh were great like the pacing in those scenes were perfect like there's it, the thing with it is, is like it's the movement. Courtney Cox is like running around to different places and hiding. So like you're not feeling the the, the length of a, of the sequence mm-hmm. because it's changing. It's a changing sequence. You're so you're going in and out and you're being suspense. You're being anxious. You're like, what's happening? Even with Randy, he's talking. You're cutting back and forth between uh Courtney Cox and Dewey chasing people on the phone and jumping on some random white guy talking to his mom or something like that. So like those sequences work because it's jumping back and forth. The car sequence is the whole problem because that's all it is. They're only doing that. And then they're like, they're moving slowly. I get it. But just, it went on so fucking long that that's what killed me. Yeah. In that it moment. killed me too, but in a different way. Like this is killing me. <laughs> I'm going to kill you. It is so quiet. It is so slow. And you're just like, fuck 
get out, get out of the car. Like, what? Like, that gets me. I, no, and that's fine. And I totally feel that for like the first like five maybe minutes when it goes on to 10. And then I'm like, wait, yeah. now the fucking chick has to come out too? This could be another eight fucking minutes. So I'm like, good Lord, let's get going here. Like, I wish in that moment, Sydney would have got out. I would have already been irritated because we're already like 10 minutes in. And I wish he would have just came alive and stabbed the freaking girl behind him so we could have just moved on. Yeah, I didn't expect to do another 10 (sighs) fucking minutes. You know what's funny? It's like when I think about my my watch of that scene, when when the girl started uh, coming out of the backseat, I actually fast forwarded a little bit because I knew what was going to happen for about a minute or two, like which is nothing. She was just going to go to the front seat, kind of make her way. And then whether or not she got killed, I knew it wouldn't happen for another minute and a half. So I do remember doing that. You guys ever? Which do you guys I, remember? I never do. Oh, my <laughs> heart is breaking. Do you guys? I know we're mostly all in like a streaming world now and this and that. But do you guys remember when you used to watch stuff on DVD and you could watch a movie by chapters? Remember that? Mm-hmm. Which is literally yeah. what it is the sequences. <laughs> yeah. I would have skipped that fucking chapter and I would have skipped it. You know, I wouldn't even have watched that whole freaking sequence because it was horrible. <laughs> You know, uh, but I do agree. Yeah. Courtney Cox, uh, Dewey scene, really great. Randy's one I really freaking liked. It was so great. Um, but those are like my, my main two as far as like the suspense goes. They're really good with that. But I do have to say like negatively though, like the thing with this movie, I don't feel it's as, as suspenseful as the first movie. I feel like the first movie is all suspense and like who done it? Like there's some comedy mixed in there, but this movie feels more like they're trying to make jokes. And I feel oh, like that yeah. takes that. They are. Well, that's the thing is like they're trying to, it takes away from the suspense though. Mm-hmm. This is a two hour movie. I feel like it could have been an hour 45 and they could have cut some stuff out of here and made it more suspenseful and sprinkled in jokes, especially when some of the jokes don't fucking land. Like Jerry O'Connell singing. I think that's supposed to be a funny scene. <laughs> I was just like, this is horrible. I like it. Yeah, well, of course you like it. I know it's true. Have so you always wanted funny. someone to sing to you and, yes, and uh, like, it's in front of everybody? Yeah, yeah like that's back, well, there you not go. Now, not oh god, now I would die. But yeah. back then, I think at that age, yeah, like she basically keeps telling him, like, dude, I'm bad news. Don't like, don't stick around. <laughs> And he is, you know, this is every 90s teenage girl's dream. Come on. Maybe it's because you guys aren't girls. Yeah. Now, this is the thing is, I think I, I'm more in Rob's camp in this because, look, I think within a certain range, you can make jokes. But, like, let's be real. Like, three people have just been murdered in the last 24 hours. Let's not jump on tables and do a musical. Like, let, let's make dumb. lighter jokes. Yeah. T- to me, it's, down a little yeah, bit. T- whatever, you know, let, let, let's get, go- let's keep, let's keep moving here. Cause me and Laura are never going to be on the same page as far as the stuff goes. Uh, you're, so, you, you you're to- such an angry person right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not an angry person. I'm not an angry person. It's just interesting. Like, I didn't expect to watch this movie. Like I said, I, I'm not like you guys. I don't remember. I definitely didn't think I saw this movie in theaters and I don't remember the last time I saw it. Like I, I told these guys before we recorded, like watching this i literally remembered nothing in this movie so to me this is almost like a first watch oh yeah that's rough that's rough so you know and so like yeah Yeah. there's just so many scenes in this that one i don't like and just they're making me angry (laughs) because like i know what the first movie is and was and so like i have like this high regard and especially like knowing it screams a scream franchise like i want to love this and the fact that i watched it i'm just like oh this is making me angry right now i can't believe this is what i'm watching you know so i don't know i can't i can't go back i can't go back in time uh let's see uh you want to talk about the meta-ness laura you want to talk about more about the meta i feel like we kind of already have been but you know for me it's a positive i think for you it's probably a negative actually no actually the meta-ness i do like in the movie i like the you're making zero sense to me then i I, i'm lost (laughs) because that 
all of the excuses I'm giving is because of that. This is so mm. 90s and it's just it it you're saying it's not consistent. I think it is consistent following that rule and yeah, I think it I think it works. I think I probably would have not enjoyed this movie if it weren't for that. Really? Hmm. Yeah. I don't know. For me like I I like the the inside like jokes of it being a sequel. Mm-hmm. I, I like like the inside jokes of that, you know, when they when they talk about certain things. I like the act of it. I don't like the betrayal of it, if that makes any more sense. I like what they're saying in a lot of stuff, but I don't like how they're saying it. I don't like how they're executing it, but I like the idea of it. If that helps. You just didn't. You don't like milkshakes or something, so you like don't you like, don't like they, people they had, tea. Yeah, they <laughs> they had this conversation mm-hmm. over milkshakes. You're like, no, no one. Would if anybody's that. seen me, you know I fucking love milkshakes. So that's definitely not true. Uh, Greg, what do you, what do you think, Greg, about the meta-ness in this it, movie? The meta-ness makes this yeah, movie. Thank you. This is fantastic. You, and we're talking about a movie that's made around the time where we're we're starting to see slashers pop up, and it's literally all about oh, who's the damn killer. Everyone's thinking that, and what this movie does is, is the the whole way they make these jokes and they basically point the finger i mean rather credibly to everybody yeah so i think what's cool about that is is you go in and if you're in the mode of i, I need to figure out who the killer is because that was literally the the objective of the first movie what they're doing is they're diffusing that they're pretty much telling you like okay there's no need to try and spend time figuring out who the killer is, is because we're giving you the option that it's at, in anybody anybody or everybody so just enjoy what you're watching so there was a time where, you know, it could have been everybody. I think right up until the point where Randy was killed. Like, to me, you know, Gail could have been a, sub- a suspect. Randy, the camera guy, I think they made him a suspect a couple of mm-hmm. times. He was never, he wasn't around when people were getting killed. Um, obviously, Derek. And so, like, what this uh, this meta-ness does, I think, in addition to just calling out the fact that it's very sequel-based, um, is it, like, it diffuses that need to overthink the movie, I think. And like they do all that 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 heavy lifting for you to where you don't have to do it. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I really enjoyed it. I don't know. We call me the thinker then because I was doing way too much thinking in this movie. Yeah, that's um, crazy. Why? Yeah, no, it's weird. I don't know. <laughs> no idea. I don't know what it was. Uh, I think we should just, uh, get to the ending. Let's get to the end and set it up. I think it's gonna be a long conversation because I have like all the alternate script stuff and and things like that and see what we like. Uh, so you want to set it up, Laura? Sure. Uh, so one thing we've learned about Sydney, like we said, is that she's a drama major. Just, you know, she's heavily involved in the theater. And she's playing this lead role in this um, play or whatever. And so our final scene, and again, this is also very meta. And just I come to really appreciate this as I've gotten older. But it's like a play within a play really if you think about it because the final scene is happening on the stage and it almost feels very like overly dramatic like they're doing it on purpose so i really came to appreciate that this time i'm sure rob fucking hates it um (laughs) but anyway so she you know after like everyone's been murdered and we're nearing the end of the movie she ends up back in the theater because she hears the music like playing over the loudspeaker security system of the campus and so she's like i recognize that that's from the theater so she goes running in and uh that's where she sees her boyfriend come down he's been like hung up on almost like a cross i think yeah <laughs> um and we're still not sure like if derek's involved in this or not um but he's super wasted because there was this whole fraternity thing where if you give your your letters to a girl they basically get you blackout drunk so He's worthless. He's just sitting on a cross, wasted. Uh, and 
Enter Mickey, Timothy Oliphant. Now, I feel that they pointed the finger at Mickey a few times. So he was kind of my could be, couldn't be, you know. Uh, And so we find out that he is just a psycho. He like is really into horror movies. He he was really into the whole like, I want to make a sequel. I want to do this. He actually admits he wants to get caught because he wants to blame the movies. So really crazy. But what he does is, is that he kind of tricks her and says like, oh, yeah, Derek was my partner. And so then, kind of at least for me, I believed it. And poor Sydney like doesn't quite know what to do. But nope, ended up not being Derek. Enter the second killer. I did not see this coming on my first view. And that is Debbie Salt, this random reporter that's just been kind of like up Gail's ass this whole movie. <laughs> and she is Billy's mother. Ah, what the fuck? <laughs> I I don't even know. So like, obviously, the movie ends with they're dead. Her, Gail, and Dewey make it. I, I definitely want to hear. I want to hear your two guys' takes from your first theater viewing, if you can remember. Because to me, that's I think the most uh, interesting one. Uh, do you remember, Laura, like what you thought in the theater? I know you kind of you did the motion of you lost your mind when I was in the theaters the first time. <laughs> I remember thinking, <laughs> like to me, it being Billy's mother is so far off from what anything I I would have ever thought. Like it, this is not a possibility for me at all. So I was shocked. I was so shocked. I'm usually pretty yeah. good at guessing like, okay, maybe it's these top three people, but I would have never in a million years, all my money on it thought, oh, Billy's mother coming back for revenge. And you, Cause you said you saw it in the theater with your sister. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Did you guys like grab each other and were like, Billy's mom, you know, nothing like that. I know? don't remember that, but oh. yeah, I mean, I, after the whole beginning where I thought I was getting murdered in the theater, like I pretty much just blacked out by Greg. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was getting sure, murdered yeah. by Greg. Yeah. Uh, what about you, Greg? Do you remember the first time seeing this and these reveals at the end? What, yeah, I do. I remember liking the, the Mickey reveal. I thought that they had done a good job, like tapering off his involvement throughout the movie, the movie, bringing him up, you know, just enough to let you know that, you know, they, we haven't forgot about him. Um, but then also ramping up suspicion with literally everybody else. So, yeah. um, and I remember thinking like the rationale behind him being like the sequel guy. I was like, how did we not know that the copycat killer was going to be the guy who's obsessed with sequels? Like it's right yeah. in front of our faces. I really like that. But then um, Mrs. Loomis really confused the shit out of me. I remember watching the first time because I didn't understand how Gail, she's the one who wrote the book on this whole thing. So she's done more research than anybody, right? And she wrote the the whole story. So she knows the ties and she knows everything. Um, and I would assume Sydney as well. But, how did nobody, I guess she lost weight or that was the excuse yeah. that she lost weight. She looks different. I, I don't know. Well, I Sydney guess that, never that saw her. Yeah. Until she never saw her. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, yeah. And she, for she Gail, recognized her right away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause they did have the one scene and I thought it was smart. They had the one scene, I think the first time Gail and, and the, what is her name? Debbie, Debbie mm-hmm. saw whatever her name is. Mm-hmm. Uh, meet and and the salt lady tells her like I'm the one that's been following you and I've been asking you a lot of questions in your last like interview and she's like oh that's why you look familiar so I think that was supposed to be a little bit of like kind of like getting away from uh Courtney Cox like being like how do you not remember her so it, it did a little bit of it being able to say Courtney Cox is like oh you do look familiar but I can't place you mm-hmm. and so when Debbie Salt says like oh I was at your last blah 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 she's like oh that's what it is so for her it's kind of out of her mind she kind of knows who she is and so of thinking like why does she look familiar and digging deeper in her memory of like oh that's who it is if that makes yeah. any sense 
Uh, for me, like I, I liked the the reveals at the end. Like I said, this movie does a great job of what it did in the first movie was making everybody look guilty. Mm-hmm. You know, whether it's the boyfriend Jerry O'Connell, like always oh, has like shifty eyes in scenes where he's like looking at things. So he makes him suspicious, and you know the whole thing with like maybe Randy, maybe Randy's finally like I just want her to myself or something shit like that. And I mean, I think Dewey is the only one where I'm like, it's not you. I know that for sure. You know, even yeah. like you said, even, even Gail, I'm like, maybe she fucking dig go crazy. Who knows? You know, um, call, uh, of course, uh, Liv Schreiber, Cotton, of course, seems oh, so yeah. fucking guilty. He seems he, bitter he, about he, everything. <laughs> there's so many scenes where he's just like so polite and nice. I'm like, you do seem like a killer right now. You're like, you're hiding something, yeah. you know, so they do a great job of that. You know, uh, the, the Timothy, Timothy Oliphant guy, like, I really like the scene where Jerry O'Connell is on the cross and Timothy Oliphant like reveals and he's trying to do the whole like we were in this together, like teller, you know, and I really like that because in the moment I'm like, oh, shit, like, yeah, I think he is, you know, and then when he just like blows him in the chest, like fucking and like all there's like a hole in his body. I was like, holy that's shit. That's another subverted moment because a person tied up on a post is like that's right for someone being stabbed and tortured. You expect them to be tortured. Yeah. He just shoots him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That I'm sure that shocked everybody. Shocked yeah. me. Yeah, yeah. So I I really like that moment when that happens. And yeah, when when the Debbie Salt reveal comes through, I'm like, oh shit, like that's cool. Like it's a cool connection back to, of course, the original one. Um, then you have, of course, like Liv Shriver shows up too, and you're like, oh shit, like it's fucking Liv Shriver now gonna mm-hmm. like be something. It's like there's a lot going on at the end of this yeah. movie. You so know, it's the the ropes on those um those bags that start dropping shit on Miss Loomis. That was I thought that was a super cool way to get rid of her. Well, okay, I'll get into some of like the, t- the technique of this movie a bit for <laughs> his face right now. She wasn't expecting this tonight. That's why I did the Friends game to make her halfway happy. No, I was <laughs> expecting it, but I actually didn't think you were going to be this angry. You know, there was a time in, in my life where I actually had like an anger every time I saw that the scream mask. Like, did I tell you guys like I got burglarized one time by a guy with a scream mask? <laughs> no. <laughs> Is that the one in your car? Or yeah, a one? that was the one with my car. Like oh my the, a God. guy broke into my car, stole all of my CDs and all of my tools and my laptop that I had for school. Was and wearing he, the scream mask, and, and he had it. He had a scream mask, and he used the mask to break the window, and then he left the mask on on my front hedges Dude, in my front yard. That's freaking kind of creepy, man. So like for the longest time, I I hated like just seeing it because it just reminded me of just you know being like you know violated. Oh my god! So like, I had an anger toward this movie for a while too, and like, maybe that's like, I can't watch that's this. what it is, man. I'm channeling your anger, and it's coming out in me. And Holy then, shit! Or, 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 or I'm going to do a big reveal and say I was the guy in the that screen. was you. <laughs> <laughs> I stole your your limp biscuit oh. and your your some thirty one CDs, Craig. Sorry, some thirty one. Forty one. Sorry, forty one. Yeah, <laughs> Laura's just angry. She's calling me out on everything right now. <laughs> Normally she let that slide. Now she's like, "You fucking dick." Did you say limp biscuit? You, you didn't yeah. pronounce the Z. Yeah, she's like, she's like, you're, she's like you're, "You're limp. Get out of here." You know, she's all angry. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Oh, that's crazy though, Greg. That's crazy. Um, let's uh, let's talk about some of the alternate endings to this movie or the alternate scripts. Um, that I that I read about uh, pretty much through Wikipedia. You can read through a lot of this stuff. Um, the main one I read, they were saying that uh, pretty much saying there was a whole rewrite done. There was like five different scripts they had. Um, 
They said one of them, Dewey, um, had originally transferred himself from Woodsboro police to a security staff on campus so he could be close to Sydney and keep her safe. Uh, Randy was originally Gail's new cameraman, <gasps> which, I th- which I thought oh, would have been a cool, cool. He's the that would have been guy. a cool connection yeah. there. Um, it says, uh, Derek, Jerry O'Connell was the, was the film student shooting a documentary who walked around with a camera, not Mickey. Ooh, they recycled that idea for screen four. <laughs> really? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it says, uh, Debbie, uh, Debbie Salt, you know, uh, was more aggressive and bitchy as in one scene she asked Sydney if she finally snapped and if she's the one doing the killings, uh, Damn. being, being punched in the face by Gail as a result. <laughs> so Gail punches her in the face. Uh, then it says the scene in which Sydney slaps Gail never happens in the original script, I guess, apparently. Uh, Mickey was the one who sang in the cafeteria. They like completely altered wow. their characters. Uh, and he was singing to Haley, the other, the other chick in the movie. He would have, oh, he would have done it way better though. He, his, that's agree. his personality. I probably yeah. would have liked that one. I probably would have dug yeah. it. Um, I think I like this original movie. Uh, it says, uh, <laughs> he says, he says he was singing I Will Always Love You too by Whitney Houston, uh, which I think would have been better song choice. Uh, let's see. The killers were Derek, Jerry O'Connell, yeah. Haley, which yeah. is what the roommate, and Debbie Salt, Mrs. Loomis. Oh, it was all three of them? All what three the of them. What did the roommate have to do with it? A lot of the alternates have their roommate, right, Laura, being involved. Yeah. Um, it says, uh, what does it say here? It says, it says Loomis, wait, blah, blah, blah. Loomis ends up shooting Derek and Haley. So kind of similar. She turns on both of them, but then gets stabbed by Cotton before she can shoot Sydney and Gail. Cotton suddenly has a change of heart and decides to get even on both Sydney and Gail as he considers them responsible for ruining his life. He stabs and kills Gail and then runs after Sydney. And it says Kevin Williamson stopped the writing there but left some of the notes in the script. Uh, he said, that's all I've written so far. And then describes uh, in a few words how the story was supposed to end. And it says Cotton and Sydney would eventually stab each other and die lying side by side. At that point, Williamson probably intended to end the franchise with this movie. Jesus. Um, I think there was another one that says, the. this one says in the film's original ending, uh, there was a shot of another ghost face watching over the campus in the bell tower in the end. Holy That's shit. That's like a, some other one that they said that, which I, I did think in that moment when it pulls out and it goes over the bell tower, I kept thinking to myself like, oh, it'd be cool like if somebody was there. That would have been meaningless. Yeah, and anybody. you know what? Everyone, everyone's got a costume now. That's, oh, that's yeah. pointless. And Rob, you say that would be cool, but if that was the final shot, you probably would have been pissed. You would have been like, oh, that's fuck this movie. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? That's probably true. That's probably true. <laughs> Although I didn't, uh, I, I didn't really like that the, the way that it ended with that quote. Who says it? Uh, I'll tell you one thing. It'll make one hell of a movie. It ends off oh, on that Cotton. quote. Cotton says that when he's getting interviewed. It's Cotton, yeah. Like, of course he okay. says that. He like has this shit rehearsed. There's like 20 innocent people who were just, who were just murdered. Don't let's say that. But anyway, yeah. yeah. That's crazy. I don't know. I mean, for me, like, I kind of dig the the one that we first read that has like Jerry O'Connell and, and Timothy Oliphant kind of switching characters and scenes and doing different parts. Mm-hmm. I kind of dig that. Like you said, I think Timothy Oliphant maybe could have pulled us off. Um, but uh, I don't know. What, what do you guys think about these alternate endings about what possibly could be? 
uh, killing everybody or not. It was this the right choice? What do you think, Greg? I think all those uh, alternate killers are, are ridiculous. Because <laughs> like, here's the thing is, is I after the first movie, I think any killers that come up after that, you need to have a really good reason and motive for them to be a killer. Mm-hmm. Anybody else just, just doesn't make any sense. Billy Loomis's mom makes perfect sense. Yeah. And the the psychotic film student who's obsessed with sequels, who has a hidden dark side, can make sense. Other than that, it's it's such a stretch uh, to add anybody else to that mix. Yeah, I, I, I somewhat I somewhat agree. I think Loomis, I think, is the constant through everything. I think they knew that. I think Kevin Williamson knew that day one. But like, I got to have her. But I think if they would have went with uh, Jerry O'Connell, like as the boyfriend being like another killer, I was like, that's exactly the same first movie. Yeah, like, you, right. like, you can't do that. If you would have done that, I would have been even more upset because I'm like, how fucking trite is that to keep yeah. doing that? You know, so I'm glad they didn't go with that. But what, what do you think, Laura, about the alternates? No, I think they make the right decision. I mean, I do. I think that they could have spun this another way and done it well. Sure. I love this franchise. I'm, I would, I would have been willing to see a different ending, but I'm really happy with what they settled on because like I said, I was so shocked. Yeah. So crazy to me. All right, well, let's uh, let's get to Rotten Tomatoes. You guys can hear more about my uh, negative reviews here with some of these uh. other people here. So, uh, <laughs> Laura was so excited for this episode, and I've just, like, ruined it uh, all for her. I'm sorry, Laura. I get the shit over with. Uh, I'm sorry with Laura. <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> Laura is excited for this October 31st break we're going to take coming up. Uh, let's see. So Rotten Tomatoes, we have a critic score of 81%, which I think is what everybody is expecting, what Laura, I think, uh, agrees with. Uh, then we have an audience score of 57%. So 50%, per- 57%, uh, there, which, uh, Laura put in the docket, WTF. I'm more like, I get it, ditto. No, um, you know what? Can I tell you something? I, mm-hmm. I did preface at, at the beginning of this episode that when I watched it, this go around thinking of like us reviewing it, I was like, oh shit. This, this might get ugly. Like, I, I didn't think it was mm. going to get this ugly, but I knew. <laughs> so yeah. it, I wasn't saying what the fuck to I can't believe audience gave it 57. I actually think, sure. Okay, sure. Really? I get it. Huh. It's more that, you know, we used to say in a lot of our early episodes that like, oh, usually critics hate horror movies and like audiences love it. But lately, I feel like it's been totally opposite and critics love horror movies, but I just couldn't believe there was such a big gap. I can't believe critics gave this an 81% and then audience 57. And it's actually extremely similar to what what it was for Paranormal Activity 2. Wasn't it the same thing? It was like 80 something to 50 something. Something like that right around there. Mm -hmm. That's crazy. Yeah. Okay. So the WTF was more about the critic. Not about the audience. It was just oh. the, the fact that there's another huge gap. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. That's true. What do you think about that gap, Greg? Honestly, I, I don't know. Just people <laughs> look at people look at it differently. I I think that what the critics are trying to do is look at the film as a whole and look at what was trying to be what was the message and what was the theme. And I can understand why they would rate it higher because they're looking at like the, the uh, like, like the bigger picture. And I think Scream 2 is definitely a piece for its time, which is important. There are a lot of movies that are made out there that in 10 or 15 years ago, it doesn't really fit its time. But I feel like this movie does. And I think they were probably appreciating that. Um, you know, like with the, the snarky comebacks, like mm-hmm. the, 
talking about like the OJ trial, like this is like how um, violence on TV and media is being like almost romanticized in a way like that really came across to me. And I, I haven't read any of the critics reviews, but I would assume that they appreciated that aspect of it. Uh, whereas like the average moviegoer is like, well, show me something uh, cool and innovative in terms of like a slasher movie. That's true. That's true. That's true. Uh, let's hear two reviews here. One's a critic, one's a audience, a negative audience one. Cause I wanted to, you know, shout that out. Uh, I guess I've really been shouting at the whole fucking episode, but I'll read yep. another one for you. Anybody else? Uh, from the bell tower. <laughs> shout it from the bell tower. I'm from the bell tower. I'm the, that's me. I'm the shooter. Uh, so let's see from, uh, 2017 here. Uh, this, uh, negative review for your audience says, as a big fan of the Scream franchise, I cannot stand Scream 2. It has way too many humorous, ridiculous moments. The, I, I think I love you part is by far the worst. Maybe I wrote this. Did I write this in 2007? In 2017? Um, even the music is terrible. I don't know if I agree with that what? part. What? Yeah, I mean, the music is fine in this movie. Uh, Sugar Ray, have told Master us that. P, yeah, because yeah. now yeah. I just don't believe this person. Now, collective soul. <laughs> this guy's just delusional yeah. now, like Laura about ghosts. Less than Jake. Uh, let's see. Uh, it, it Less ends than Jake. With a, okay. <laughs> let's see. A truly tense and suspenseful atmosphere is never reached. Uh, this guy. This guy is similar to what I'm saying. Maybe I did write this back in the day. And I don't you know. do hate music, so yeah, it makes sense. I do. I do hate music. I didn't think this music was terrible. I thought it was fine. You know, I wasn't excited about a lot of it. Uh, you know, um, let's get to a positive then. Positive now, bringing back old Raj with the with the hard J in there. Oh, uh, Raj Ebert's back. What? You know, bear, 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 bear. <laughs> River River Raj. <laughs> River Raj. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> if you don't know that reference you gotta listen to our short shorts episode and uh just listen to the end sound bite there you go uh so roger ebert in 2000 reviewed this movie uh he gave this three out of four three out of four stars he freaking dug this movie a lot um he yeah. says like like all sequels this one is a transparent attempt to cash in on the original but of course it knows it is and contains its own learned discussion of sequels the verdict is that only a few sequels have been as good as the originals the characters especially like aliens and the godfather part 2 as for scream 2 it's well it's about as good as the original so he just shouts out kind of what you're saying Laura that and both you guys really that just this movie knows what it is it knows what it is. It's all about making fun of the sequels, the meta-ness, and you have to go along with it to enjoy it. Um, sadly, I did not. I did not do that. <laughs> I was living in some other metaverse, I think, uh, that, that dislikes this movie. So, um, what do you guys think about Roger's uh, review there? What do you think, Greg? Oh, the, the line about it being about as good as the first. I, I agree. I mean, a lot of people are going to say you can't be better than the first, but as far as effectiveness, I, I, I think it's about as effective as the first one, just in different ways. What about you, Laura? What do you think, Laura? I'm actually very shocked that he said this. I know, me too, right? I was yeah. surprised. Uh, yeah. But I'm stoked. That's wonderful. Yeah. Okay, there we go. All right, just me and uh, this other rando guy that didn't like it mostly. Uh, <laughs> so let's see. Let's do our ratings. I honestly don't know where I'm going right now tonight. I thought I knew. But I don't know now. One to five. Let's do uh, in honor of Laura's win tonight. Let's do how many friends are you given this movie? One to five. <laughs> Only five. You got to pick five. Um, and which friends are you picking? Are you giving three Joeys? Are you giving two Chandlers and a Monica? Uh, Laura, I don't know what you're going to do. <laughs> I don't know why your hands are. 
<laughs> in Why your face right now. Why do you do this to me? Oh my god. <laughs> oh, because if you have to do a half, you're gonna have to do a half a Chandler yeah, or something like exactly. that. So, well, that's disgusting, Laura. Uh, let's see. So let's start with Greg. Greg, how, one to five. What are you gonna rate this movie in in friends? How many friends are you giving it, and uh, which friends are you picking? Oh my god. Do you, do you know any of the friends' names? Do you know any of them? <laughs> <laughs> You got Johnny. You got uh, Brandon. <laughs> and uh, and Liz. Right? Perfect. I like it. Just the three. All right. Ten points for Greg. You still lost. All right. <laughs> Um, I, I really, really like this movie. I, I love that it's so self-aware and it's refreshing. Of course, you guys know, like, being the, a person that thinks a lot, I really enjoyed, like, having them diffuse that. I already said that, you know, um, it allowed me to, like, kind of calm down and just enjoy what was happening. Cause I feel like they're always a step ahead of me. I, I really love that in the movie. Like, okay, we know that you're thinking this, 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 and that. So are we. So don't even worry about it. Just watch the damn yes. movie. Yes. I really like that. And I do feel like it's about as good as the first one. Um, I know that a, a lot of the stuff that you mentioned, Rob, I also, a lot of things that I hated, a lot of things that were flat, like the, the dancing on the table, like the, the cop car scene. There were a lot of things that I really thought just didn't like match up. Otherwise, though, I, I just, I think the Kevin Williamson screenplay is just, it's so witty and enjoyable. So I, I'm going to give it, um, Three seven five. So that's we're gonna go. That's uh, interesting. Uh, that's uh, Ross Chandler and uh, Phoebe, and then it's like three quarters of a Monica. <laughs> three quarters of a Monica. Interesting. Okay. Wow. All right. You're not. You're not to describe how it's three quarters of a Monica. <laughs> <laughs> that's so. That's so much thinking. I just got done explaining how I don't want to think right now. Yeah. Uh, maybe so. maybe it's a pair of uh, old old fat Monica's undies. Point seven five. <laughs> <laughs> They're pretty pretty big. Maybe it's a maybe it's a, a human dressed as an animal. Uh, that's that's the point seven five. Okay. I hate my life right now. <laughs> I'm like ruining this whole episode for Laura tonight. <laughs> oh. <laughs> all right, all right, Laura. Uh, one to five. Uh, how many friends and what friends are you picking? All right, I was gonna say this before I knew you were doing the whole friends thing, but I'm actually giving this movie a three point nine nine. Oh God, <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> what um what, what um what did do you gave the original scream? I assume a five. Yeah, yeah, five. Yeah. Okay. All right. So you're a three point nine. Okay. All right. Okay. So what's a yeah? And I'm I'm kind of looking at this in terms of the entire franchise, and um, so I'm kind of doing half of what you and I do a lot, Rob, and then half of what you do, Greg. I'm doing like looking at the whole franchise, and then also looking at the, like the potential. Oh, because there's there's some other sequel to you that is better, which would be more of a four, and you can't go above that. Is that why? Yeah, and also just like I I do disagree with good friend Raj Raj Raj. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I I think that this is not as good as the first one, and like it to me, the first one is so superior. I'm almost like all of these sequels need to be a, a little bit lower. Mm, you know okay. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Anyway, all right, so 3.99. All right. Uh, let's go ahead and give it three Monicas because Courtney Cox is the best. And then 0.99, we will go ahead and give it Chandler because in one episode of Friends, Monica dropped a knife in a, a flashback Thanksgiving episode and chopped off the tip of his pinky toe. So 0.99. 
Chandler minus oh, his pinky toe. Very nice. Very nice. That like makes it. a lot of sense. I like it better than Greg's. He didn't have an answer <laughs> um, and made me go really dirty. I kind of regret it. Um, <laughs> so, for, so for me now, man, yeah, I, man, I, I definitely did not like this movie that much, guys. I didn't. I think anybody listening could tell or could tell. Um, I think for me, I'm probably going to go two and a half. I'm probably going right. to say two and a half in this movie. Um, <laughs> Like, would you say good? I said all right. Said, like okay, shit. the way you were, how angry you were. I thought you were going like one point five. No, I only do that if I'm trying to like make a score going to the trash bin. <laughs> you know, uh, two and a half, two and a half for me. And I'm gonna go. Uh, and where am I gonna go? You already did undies. Uh, so I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go. Oh, I got it. Okay, I'm gonna do two Janices and then half a smelly cat. There you go. Which half of the cat is is smelly? <laughs> The back half. <laughs> Definitely the back half of my man. You know that. Right, you know? Uh, Two yeah. Janices and a smelly cat. So you like, you really want to give this movie a zero. I'm just saying it's more negative than anything, but you know, I'm giving wow. it a two and a half because it, 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 it does some decent stuff here and there. You know, it's not that bad. <sighs> you know, I think okay. a zero would be like an Eddie. That's, that gives it a zero. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's yeah. true. That's true. An Eddie. Yeah. Can't do that. Can't do that. No, an um, Emily. Oh, yeah. Emily. That's a negative. Okay, all right. Calm down, Laura. Calm down. You already won the game, Laura. You don't need to keep calling out more references. Uh, let's see here. So that's it for this week's episode. Our friends slash Scream 2 review here. Uh, we're going to be continuing sequel September going on next week now. And it'll be my movie pick. Laura's probably going to hate it now. Uh, 2019's Dr. Sleep. Uh, it's Ewan McGregor, sequel to The Shining. I, again, have never seen it. I've been waiting to review this on the show. So I'm excited to watch that. Hopefully it's not like I, I did with this movie. <laughs> Hopefully I don't come angry again. Have you guys seen this? Have you guys seen Dr. Sleep? And read nope. the book? What? Greg's saving it. You're saving it too, Greg? Oh my God. No, I have not. I have not seen it. Nice. We'll get two fresh views and Laura seen it and read the book. Are you going to come with your, like you did in The Shining and, and do comparisons? Yeah, to the book? I might be. I might be still in the grave spotlight oh, next week. Do it. Yes. Whoa, that'd be insane. Um, yeah, so the rest of the schedule, you can check it out Twitter and Instagram at Conjecture and Pod. Um, also, please remember, uh, keep sending Conjecture Choice picks so we can keep having cool movie picks. Um, you can, uh, do email conjecturingpod at gmail, Twitter, Instagram at conjecturingpod, and also check out our website, podpage.com slash conjecturingpod. Um, if you like the pod, check out the merch, uh, check out our merch store, tpublic.com slash user slash conjecturingpod. And also remember, subscribe, rate, review our podcast, and check out the Slash Cast Podcast Network, Slash and Cast Network. Uh, so that's it from the Gold Room tonight. I know Laura's excited we're done. Uh, this has been the conjecturing. I've been, uh, Angry Rob. Super sad, Laura. <laughs> <laughs> and Grej still here. Grej, Grej is still hanging out. <laughs> still hanging out. Still hanging out, Grej. Nice. I like it. Uh, until next time, remember, <laughs> horror is definitely subjective. We all kind of get along. Uh, so conjecture your way. See ya. Bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>
this is killing me. <laughs> I'm going to kill you. It is so 